0: Squad, what's going on? Rich Ryan here, Race Brain Podcast. Today, Bracken Crocker, Kirk DeWint, and Jack Bauer all here, and we're talking about High Rocks. We spend the first 35 to 45-ish minutes talking about kind of like how High Rocks works in terms of the season and, and where athletes can spend their time and how we kind of see it shaking out down the road and just kind of some different nuances within the the, the High Rocks season in general. So we do that, and then we get into the players, who to look out for this year. We do a fantasy draft, this dynasty style, so we're taking teams for the entire year, and we draft seven men, or no, I'm sorry, three men, three women, one wild card, lots of athletes to talk about, so I think we do a good job of covering it all for you guys this year leading into High Rocks. So now the season is upon us. So, wanted to thank you guys for checking out the episode. If you are interested in supporting us here at race Brain. take a look at our patreon down below we are going to be giving away some gift cards for our patreon members only probably for some footwear here so if you're interested in that patreon only giveaways make sure you take a look at that down below and some other cool content for our patreon members we thank you guys so much we're so happy that you guys are listening and that this, that you're interested in seeing this sport grow the way that we are so let's get into it here are the boys All right, squad, we are on. Today we are talking about High Rocks. We're going to do a preview, a little bit of a draft, some games, this and that. But first, Jack has some sort of big topic that he didn't want to disclose to us. He's given us like a surprise topic right now on air.
1: So what yeah. do you got, Jack? What's going well, on? Okay, so it's not like uh, the earth-shattering topic. It was just we're always talking about OCR controversies, and they're normally in the U.S., uh, there was one that was over in Europe. So I just kind of wanted to see how you guys think it should have been handled. Um, so OCR worlds was a couple of weekends ago and the guy who got fourth place, Manuel Defoe, um, he ended up, re- I, I was looking him up cause I'm like, Oh, he wasn't on the list. He, he kind of had a rough week. He, oh, they only paid top three for, uh, OCR worlds podium. He got fourth place. And then I found out he had an even worse week the week before. And this is what I wanted your, uh, your opinions on. So they had a race in Italy, the last race of the Italy national series, and he ended up winning that. And it was a beast. However, about halfway through the race, there was just terrible storms and stuff. And only 20 people crossed the finish line, no women. And that was the last race of the national series. So what they did is they said, we're going to actually count the super tomorrow. We're going to rerun it. You guys all race the beast all out. And you guys are going to, we're going to count the super as the last race in the national series. So Manuel, who went over for OCR worlds, ended up not sticking around because he had a flight to catch the U S the next day. Someone else won the race on Sunday. Manuel would have won the national series race, which would have got him 1500 bucks plus like an extra four or 500 bucks for winning the race itself. Um, And then someone else ended up taking the crown for him. And so I just wanted your takes on how they probably should have handled the situation because the guy lost like two thousand bucks. Everybody's tired from running a two plus hour beast the day before. Uh, what, how would this have gone down in the U.S. basically, and, and what do you think the right way to handle a situation like this is?
2: Probably would have went down even worse. <laughs> we would
0: just had people <laughs> pouring fuel on that fire. That, that would have been a he would have been DQ'd.
2: They would have rescheduled it for like, I don't know, December 25th, maybe somewhere, and it would just be super (laughs) inconvenient and they would just bend us all over. So I don't know. That outcome seems probably better than some.
0: Because a lot of times when in Minnesota, that race that three of us ran, remember Mm -hmm. there was a storm like in the middle of it. Right, And they pulled people off and made them start mm-hmm. over again. Half but of the
2: women's elite field finished and then pretty much... It wasn't much just
0: like in, like right in the middle
2: or something. Right in the middle up on the mountain. So they made them walk all the way back down and then they gave them the option to either restart from the beginning or go up and then restart from where they left off as a mess. Yeah.
3: Except there were timing mats before and after obstacles. So if you failed, for example, there were a bunch... There was Spear and then Twister. If you had just failed one of those two and hadn't crossed the next timing mat, you got to go back and redo it without failing it. (laughs) Or if you had just failed it, but crossed the timing mat getting off of it, some people just continued from that timing mat without burp. So it was a mess. However, I think the the logical thing is like most sports is once an acceptable amount of the game has been completed, it now can be counted.
4: Mm -hmm. It's
3: like once you have a podium across the line, the race is done. If it's called at this point, it's over. What um, do you do with the women? If there is zero over finishes.
2: half. Well, if they complete over half of the course, then they just give it to them there or something at well, the last timing that?
3: that's where it gets sticky. But since 20 men finished, I think that the race is over. And you count, you count the worst men's case, basically. Count count yeah.
2: Because
4: yeah,
3: they finished. Yeah. I think worst case is you count the men's race there and then you count the women's race the next day but you can't be punished for getting across the line before the weather hit.
0: And that's even more of a reason for people to not come to OCR world championships. I'm sure Manuel's is probably like,
1: this was such a waste of my time. I cannot <laughs> believe that I, I flew mm. all the way over there for that, for this he was probably banking on getting that money to help with this transatlantic travel as well. And yeah. Tough yeah. break.
2: It, where did you hear about this?
1: Um, so I was looking up the results, uh, because I've I was checking Manuel, just look learning a little bit more about him. I know he got sixth in the fifteen k last year and fourth this year. I'm like, wow, he, he's kind of underrated. Heard of him in a handful of races in the past, and then I saw that they had someone else who got second, um, Jeremy Gachet. He ended up like podiuming regardless because he he also got on the podium the next day in the super as well. But I think Eugenia Bianchi ended up winning the super. Uh, even though he didn't place well in the beast the day before. So he ended up going from not on the series podium to winning it overall and getting an extra couple thousand bucks. So it, I was just trying to learn more on the situation and then talk to Jeremy Um kind of filled me in. He was just... at
3: Tampa stadium one year. Hmm.
1: Oh yeah. You had the uh, Isaiah doing the super good hundred meter uh, barbed wire crawl or something, right?
3: Yeah. We all, uh, Hunter and I broke away from the field leading into the sandbag carry and then hammered the sandbag carry. Apparently, we both both had the same plan. It's like a mile and a half into the race. Came out of it with probably a 25-second gap and got to work, just going back and forth, surging. And we got to the end of a a concourse, and there were doors closed. There was lead into the stadium or lead down out of it, and there were no markings anywhere. Turned out you're supposed to go through those doors, but someone had removed uh, tape and shut the doors so we looked into the stadium didn't see tape Looked down the stairs looked behind us people were starting to come so we just said all right let's go down here it'll le- at least lead us down towards something because there was nothing there was no there's no markings on this side of the stadium so we went down we got outside and we're back on the course but like the premier aspect of the stadium race that year was that Raymond James Stadium had tore up their field in the offseason and so the Spartan got to use it So they made a hundred yard barbed wire crawl and the football throws on the stadium. And we hadn't done that. So we realized like we're both either DQ'd, but everyone's following us down the stairs or we're all good. So either way, we decided to run side by side next to each other and split the check. Either we're both DQ'd or we take first second and we split the checks evenly. So we ran the last thousand of the course, finished. And then the next like seven people came in saying the exact same thing. And Joe DeSena was there. It was it was a Navy Federal race, and he's like, "All right, we're just going to count it as is. If everyone went off, went off the course and i around, I'm like, all right, it was like three thousand, two thousand, one thousand. It was a big race, and they gave out like not Rolexes, but some fancy watch for first. <laughs> anyway, so then magita came in in like thirteenth, he, and he's like, he's like, I'm the only one who did the real course. I'm the winner. I, sh- <laughs> I should win. And everyone's like, no, 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 that's not it. And uh, and Joe's like, well, he did do the real course. So they uh they decided they were gonna rerun the race in 20 minutes from the last known point everyone was there for, which was coming off the sandbag carry. There was a timing mat. So they reset us to there, which is a mile to go. But they made everyone start together, not by your Time you had. We got there (laughs) a minute
1: ahead. It didn't matter. You're all just
3: right. So now we started started together and they let the top 25 guys restart. And so everyone, what was now had a one mile shot to the finish for an equal share of $3,000. So people sprinted off the line. We did like 10 feet, turned into the concourse, ran straight down. Did the football throw, which everyone missed except I believe Michael Mark. And then we had a hundred yard barbed wire crawl. So you did 30 burpees, a hundred yard barbed wire crawl, and then thousand meter loop to the finish. So Isaiah was the fastest burpeer and the fastest barbed wire crawl. And he won mm. the
1: race. <laughs>
3: <Thank> <laughs> and Hunter and I got out in like 18th and 19th and then ran everyone down and took second and third.
0: That checks out terrible. on the Makita side of things. I, I, can, I can like hear his voice saying, I did
3: the course.
2: I Dude, I'm, what I'm would. What would you do in that case? I would yeah. maybe. I'm not take blaming that him. That's a lot of money. Uh-huh.
3: I, I got him coming off the rope climb with like 80 meters to go. Do you think? Put him into that Do you ground. think Magida closed those doors and is like,
2: I got a backdoor way to win this whole thing? He went and kept those doors <laughs> shut and he's the only one who knew it.
3: Magida? Long story short, there's a precedent for it being handled pro- improperly. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't think we would have done any better. Got I do him. have to apologize, though. On our episode, I said that Chris Roglowski won the hundred meter dash at OCR Worlds, and I got a lot. I received a lot of messages. Um, the most, the loudest of the messages was Matt B. Davis saying that sure. I never posted that. How could you think that? And he's right. He didn't. And why that. are you
2: apologizing about something every other episode? It seems.
3: I, I guess I make the most uh, <laughs> flippant statements. Is that <laughs> what it is? Here, here's the the the, the issue is valid though. The person who's won it, Jack, remind me of her name.
1: Um, Jaleesa.
3: Jaleesa what? She's she's Imca. like 17 or 18. Imca.
1: I've been to the place in Colorado Springs. The training facility is amazing. Um, I thought she's it was a teenager.
3: Anyway, she's won two years in a row, and she's got no notoriety for it. Yeah. And I... De- deprived her of the chance to be announced as the winner. Chris Roglowski had the fastest seed time coming into finals. And when I checked on Sunday, their results were apparently still the seed times coming in. So it is my fault. I didn't check again Monday before we recorded. So I thought Chris won it. She did not. I don't even know if she competed in finals, but uh, I,
1: so but I the heard actual that, winner
3: deserves credit.
1: I heard that Chris won five podiums. 3k 15k i saw her with the women's team i saw her with the co-ed team so i just assumed the other one was the 100 meters that's why i didn't say anything there but i think it was that big controversy where she ended up racing in the open heat with some of her friends also and then got a podium there so that was her fifth one
2: yes 100 meters to 100 miles has a ring to it though that would have been sweet (laughs) wouldn't it
3: yeah that's a ring, folks anyway i'm not i'm not sorry for saying she won i'm sorry for not giving the winner her dude so her name is Jalisa Himka. She won
0: Malia Oshner got second and Alyssa Beard got third. So let's give them that, give them that shout. Congratulations. And how old Joe, is she? Uh, I don't know. I'll go back and check. Joe Moravsky, Lurie Prokudin and Anthony Erdly. I, I don't know if these athletes feel like they are unheralded, like they need that, that they're not getting this, uh, this big recognition that they think they should get, but it's like a, I don't even understand yeah. that they have
1: this at this race.
0: <laughs> I honestly so,
1: don't so get Leon it. So Leon and Ida came to Colorado Springs last year and we went to, to Lisa's uh, ninja gym. I, I think her parents own it. And we went there and Ida and Leon, they're kind of known as a couple of the most obstacle proficient athletes in the sport. They were just jaw on the ground. Just like, I, I can't do what this 16 year old girl can do. Like, her lacheing and her body awareness was just super impressive to them. So that just tells you what kind of an athlete Julie is.
2: Does she have any endurance acumen? Or is, yeah, she is, just, is it she just ninja? ninja special I think she
1: just does ninja. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I guess I that's know, what it is. She did um there was a video on her Instagram uh where she beat Jesse Graff in a head to head short course race. Oh wow.
3: If so you wanted ca- to build a hundred meter champion, you would just get like a 15-year-old gymnast and say, go knock yourself out.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's like uh it's like the pole vault in track and field. It's like, well, do you do anything else? Just this. This is the only thing you can do. Okay. Then that that then you kill for hard something. thing to
3: do. Although that's yeah. not valid. Why? five K runners you do, only do anything shot else? It?
0: They can do for the five K runners can do a 10K or 1500, throw them in a four by eight. Everybody all. else what? Well, they but they can. The pole vault is that, that pole vault event is the only one that just like stands alone as like you just do this one thing. I think it's more of gymnastics. Jab Jav maybe. But jab you Come could on. probably throw them into shot put in high school or something or disc. <laughs> <laughs> they could throw okay. tanker relay. You mm. really don't like the hundred. I don't like the hundred at all.
1: And that's that. yeah Yeah. so anyway just just to bring closure i i mainly just wanted to bring that up because in the future when we do the okras the ocr awards uh if we ever have like a most unlucky racer manual to focus my vote after i
3: I didn't know what okra stood for so i just stayed silent in the group chat (laughs) i didn't know what you were talking about i didn't want to feel dumb
1: you just thought we were talking about the vegetable
3: Well, I knew it wasn't that. I just didn't know what it was. You were there
1: for the okras. I don't remember that being a thing. Bracken was there in the original okras. Wow. Before Kirk got brought on, Mm -hmm.
2: I'm actually surprised they don't have. uh, I mean, their stupid rule book on Zendesk. They don't have like something laid out for weather in races that matter, right? Shouldn't it be very simple? If a podium crosses the line, that is your podium. And let's say if nobody crosses the line, but half of the timing mats are crossed. Then the race is over at that point, like something simple. Isn't it very easy to just make a universal rule that we can all agree with. Right.
3: Yeah. What would it be?
1: Then then it comes down to who's the best day two racer at that point. If they ended up saying, we're going to throw this one out the window and only count tomorrow. Like that, If you sell out in a half marathon distance the day before, it's going to be kind of hard to come back. Some people don't even like doubling.
2: With travel plans, that's an unreasonable pivot. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. not even a viable option, right? So it's just, I think that'd be a very easy
3: rule to create. Okay, so take like 15 seconds each. What would your proposed rule be for inclement weather at a race that is a championship or needs points?
1: Latest Latest checkpoint. Latest checkpoint. At that point. I would would say latest...
3: Well, I think there
2: has to be like, well, I guess you could, you'd have to keep it universal. You're right because checkpoints are at various areas unless they put a checkpoint. If it's yeah. a thirteen point one mile race, then the checkpoint is at seven point four five miles, right at the half, or seven point five five, right at the halfway point. Otherwise, you have to have some sort of measure, right? Because what everybody crosses the timing mat, and then five minutes later, the first timing mat, and there's lightning five minutes into the race. But
3: because <laughs> I took off like a shot, <laughs> I win the race. You need a percentage. Right. Maybe you could signify the completion obstacle. You have one obstacle. It could be the spear. I don't care what it mm-hmm. is, but every race, it's at 50% of the race. Storms are dead nuts halfway. Storms are potential problem. And at the,
2: the start line, the ref says, hey, in case of weather, this is going to be the last obstacle in which is yep. time. So go nuts and let it fall how it <laughs> falls. That would be fun
3: yeah you know that all right spear throw rules in effect today or bender rules in effect it's a race to i mean it's a race to the finish line but if it gets called early it's bender order i'd watch that race
0: just to make it even more ocr people just going out even harder than they would typically
3: (laughs) yeah and then (laughs) and then the storm doesn't hit and then everybody (laughs) just is
0: (laughs) super dead for the second half
3: (laughs) love it which would probably lead to the same podium it would be either way because the people with the biggest engine would hang on the best after being dead I think that would
0: be fair. Is there a place where, where they could just push it to after the open waves or something like that? It's like, okay, now the, no, the whole day was stormy. stormy. Like it was all no day. one.
1: They, they just canceled the beast for the rest of the day. There was one agree that, group guy that finished. No women.
3: I agree that day two is the next logic. Like what else are you going to do? Yeah. Flights and everything. Someone's going to be impacted by it, but it's the, it's the next logical option. What are you going to do? Have it the next week. Right. Give double points to the next race. If it's the last race, next day is the obvious, but if there is no better option, then you just can't count it.
2: Listen, and that event in Minnesota, it was a mountain series race that you guys had come out mm-hmm. for. Sure was. And so it mattered for the age group too, I believe. And my buddy Nick, Madison Nick. Got called off the mountain, came down. He's like, I'm crossing the damn finish line. Had his timing chip on, went down, won by like 13 minutes. Crush. Nobody ever went back <laughs> and corrected that. So I think you just kind of Superman across the finish line, see if they catch the clear glare or not, you know. Savvy. Fall between the cracks. He ended up messaging to get that cleared up. But nonetheless, hey, that's also Nick. a good, good option.
3: Guess what I got for my birthday from Lisa this year? A new seat cover. Right. Three years later. I replaced that seat cover that I left in his Camaro. Only Nick will know forever.
0: <laughs> that was a gift you gave to him.
3: With my sweat.
0: All right. Want to talk about some high rocks? Let's do it. If we Let's must. talk about some high rocks. So the season is officially underway. We had our first U.S. race in New York this past <clears> weekend. <throat> there was a race in Europe and Basel, Basel. A couple of weeks before that. So we have a couple of data points for what it's gonna look like. So I think we'll just kind of talk about it in the grand scope of things. We'll talk about some of the players, uh, who we think might break out, and then we'll do a, like a this dynasty draft that we're gonna kind of workshop on
3: air as well. So one can thing I ask I'll you do a question first. You sure can. Did you get in hot water with MBD on your episode with him last Monday? No. Did he grill you? Not really. What in the world did you guys talk about this and set me up yesterday?
1: Bracken, let me let me just add this. So, Kirk's I don't like, want
3: this to be a whole thing because it's yeah. been discussed ad nausea. I just want to know: Did he grill you? I I received
0: no grilling. I think he was on our episode. Like there was a uh uh some sort of maintenance person who was in and around the house. So every couple minutes, Matt's attention went to this maintenance person. So I don't really remember even what we talked about on our episode. I might have That's- preferred that. Taco Bell, I think we talked about um, chalk a little bit, okay. but no, Both I didn't. Your
2: episodes there already? Not Kirk's. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Kirk's.
0: Mine on the, mine on the same day. They went
1: right out.
2: I that like six weeks ago? And mine still not popped yeah. up. What Kirk's a waste was of my like damn time,
3: Matt. <laughs> Jack, I cut you off. Go ahead. You can oh, even I, say I your reaction. Say,
1: Kirk started off saying, "Bracken, you're always apologizing at every single episode." I think Matt needs to offer you an apology after. Your back and forth during that episode. He was not listening to you whatsoever. Wouldn't consider anything that you said you were bringing up very reasonable points. And he was just, this is my stance. You're not going to change it that whole time. And it was pretty frustrating to listen to.
3: Well, his stance was so faulty that I felt like he was doing a tongue in cheek. And that's why I kept going. I, I thought this was like, a he was putting me on. So I still don't know if he was being serious or not.
1: I think he was. I know oh, yeah. he, he was, He was, that was, Genuine, Matt. I'm going to well, listen. Rich, and I'm just you, gonna you waste got away Scott
3: free. Everything we talked about on the episode post OCRWC, he had a list of notes that he took on it, and he grilled me on them. And you didn't get that, and you were a we, lead commentator. We didn't. Uh, we didn't do
0: race brain before we talked. Uh, we talked. I think Matt and I talked on Monday. Then we
1: did race brain on Tuesday. Matt did compliment. Race so he had brain ammo. Lot, though. He he was he was happy with
3: our debates. He was really excited about it, but then he just brought the negatives to the table. So anyway, I thought as host and lead commentator slash co-producer, I thought you deserved the blame, not me. Uh, yeah, you, you took that bullet because you are used to being to saying things that are
0: incorrect and then retroactively All fixing done. them. So
3: I'm the only one with the moral compass to apologize. <laughs> the rest of you heathens just sit there and bask in your filth. So is this worth the listen?
1: I don't listen. I don't know That's mean. Matt's main issue was Bracken brought up the point where if you, and I don't even want to go down this road because you guys talked about it for an hour, but remember on in the episode when he was like, is it that hard to find one sponsor you have all year to get one big title sponsor for the event to increase prize money for the, the top end of the pro sport? Is it that hard to do? And then Matt did not like Bracken's
3: take on it. And then they, mm. they the phrasing they to, is it, how hard could it be? Yeah. He mm. didn't like that phrasing.
1: Exactly. It was the wording on it. And, lot of semantics there but you can listen to it there i definitely i listened to it already i don't want to listen to more of it
3: oh do i have so many dms this morning yeah yeah you asked for them so that's good i did
2: why do you ask for things you're not going to respond to? I'm <laughs> I'm really doing my best. Bracken leaves me on red all the time, and we basically sleep
3: together. So good luck, folks. I don't you don't leave someone on read. You just don't see it. <laughs> oh, sorry, it you just don't read it. It's not an option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've responded to at least ten percent of them already today. That's wow. pretty good.
0: That's a not that great. All right, twitch you were saying something? <laughs> we're talking about High Rocks, I think. We're talking about High Rocks, damn it, and we're going to do about it. Yeah, I know. This is like The winds are heavy today, blowing us all over the place. See, uh, did you guys watch Bracken? I know you're on. Bracken is great in the Instagram live feed's on. When anybody has a shoe question, Bracken's like, I'm here. Hello.
3: Listen, if you're going to put a live stream on, I'm going to be watching. Yeah. I've said that on this episode before. That's not... That's not just speaking words. I'm I'm a man of racing,
0: and it's not that. I mean, I wish they would do it on YouTube or something that would kind of ha- it's a better viewing experience on YouTube than it is on Instagram. But the the rabbit his name's uh, Graham Hankin, who works for High Rocks. He's good. He's like Mm -hmm. on top of it. He's like a fit person. So he can like run around with everybody and you can get, you can get a pretty good amount of coverage. He's got, he has like the tech gear. So it comes out pretty good. Uh, Now, quick quick interruption. Do
2: these, do these high rocks um, events live into perpetuity or is it a, a one and done? Because you know, my, my weekends are sacred and then I like to catch up during the week. And the problem with this is I I don't know where this stuff goes.
1: I think someone has to make it public, like or. I guess archive it essentially, if you want
3: to rich you check their in their life. stories, like if, if, if it lives on, on their IGTV, it should be good.
2: Yeah, that would good be where it, where it would go. Never thought to look, but I would like to catch up on these things. It's just like, I got other
3: things I'm doing Saturday. Morning. It's good coverage, but everyone loses their minds. Show Stephanie, show Frank. <laughs> my friend, my friend's best friend's aunt's sister, How's who's, my cousin who's, who's doing? been my pen pal since fourth grade, is running at 11.48 tomorrow. Why aren't they on the screen? It's like, hey, just <laughs> let them show the race. If they listened to you, if they were polite enough to listen to you, they would have to listen to everyone, and the camera would just do this whole time. you wouldn't see anything just let them show at the end of the men's race at
0: the end of the men's race just like show show other people and like it was waiting for magida to do the get finished with the wall balls and graham was like there's nobody else here we can't show (laughs) they're Uh, stationed behind yeah they're we we would show other people but there's no one else here sorry uh kirk yes they are still available on the instagram igtv again backaways even no it's like that certain like there's those several like silos that they live under where we like mm-hmm. reels igtv so it's like the second one in, in the igtv it's, so it's, it's on high rocks world america, world, america. high rocks america, america.
3: Mm-hmm. all right but it's clear footage it's nice it's one phone nice.
2: mm-hmm. perks of mm-hmm. working out a building with either service in a city or wi-fi isn't that nice yeah. And that's that's the uh there's not a ton of commentary, obviously, because it's just Graham.
0: And so he'll he'll chime in when he can. And then it's basically just the people on watching who are complaining about wall ball depth.
4: Rips. Like
0: yeah. Lots of what do you call armchair judges, Bracken? Lot mm-hmm. lots of those. But the the coverage was good. The race was great. Uh, it was exciting to see. They moved the they initially High Rocks kind of fumbled this. I, I believe in High Rocks. I like what they do from an organizational standpoint. But they had this race in October in New York's metro area, and they planned on having the run outside, which just in general, like the Northeast is going to be unpredictable for weather. So if you put a uh, something outside any time of the year, chances are there's going to be some sort of rain or weather or it's going to be cold. So they moved at the, and then there was a hurricane over our country at this time. So there was rain. So they had to move it from this outdoor course, which was going to be kind of insane to a four lap indoor course, which is a pretty, uh, tough circumstance for, uh, for a race with four laps is a lot, but the times were pretty solid and rock zone was short, rock zone was small. The runs were ended up being a little bit long because of it. Definitely the
3: first and the last
0: the first they they, uh
3: they the runs were
0: long yeah magita's
3: first first run was like like 358 or something like that Mm.
0: so we'll talk about the race a little bit but let's just kind of get people caught up on how the changes are from this season in terms of like the qualifications and some of the other things that they're going to to change Uh, jack you familiar with how they changed the qualifications for the world championship this year
1: isn't it, you have to run an event, one of four events to qualify for the U.S. championship? And I'm just using U.S. as an example. And then you have to get top three there. Same thing with Europe. They have top three at their European championship. And then they fill the rest out with seed times. Is that about right?
0: Pretty much. There, there's six automatic qualifiers. If you get top three six, in your yeah. regional championship, you're automatically in. And then I think the next nine are going to be time-based. Where so are guys- they just
2: break, breaking it down, Europe and in North America, and it's that simple. Is that so, it? Those are the so two majors. They haven't spread anywhere else. Race. Well, that's what I'm wondering. It hasn't. Yeah. They there's, said the there's one else.
1: I thought I thought the UAE was going to get an event. There is one. Well, there I were South American
3: year. racers, weren't they? I don't think they have
1: any events there.
3: Huh. Hmm. Thought we had. You to-
1: might have athletes from there, but a physical event. I think that that's the mm. gotcha hard part.
2: Yeah. I almost think that maybe like extending those qualifiers. So they're taking six out of the 12 would be auto qualifiers.
0: Uh, six out of the 15
2: yeah. out of the 15. Do you mm-hmm. think that should be extended further because of the nuances in yeah. courses? Yeah. Like only opening up like five spots because somebody might slot, people might be sliding in at a certain event that plays well for an unforeseen circumstances. I mean, I'm glad they're doing the automatic qualifier. I think that's a very smart move. Um, but I don't know. What do you guys think about that?
1: Totally. You guys race
2: courses more than I have.
1: I, I heard Chris oh, yeah. uh, the reigning world champion for Higher Rocks. She has date conflicts with all four events. Um, and you have to run one before the end of this calendar year, right, in order to to race the U.S. championship. So she's like, I don't think that I can actually run one of them. Um, so I don't know how she's going to be able to, <laughs> to qualify other yeah. than getting one of those roll down five.
3: We've had that debate in the past and that issue with Spartan in the past. That if you are a world champion or the po- reigning podium, you should be automatically grandfathered into the next major competition. Like mm. you shouldn't have to qualify if you won. I think that's the easiest way to do that. They had that with Albin one year when they made a big deal about qualifying into Spartan Worlds. Everyone had to qualify, and he's like, well, I haven't run one. I haven't had the chance to. And I won Worlds last year. I think I should. The
2: ultra world champs, it was,
3: right? No,
1: it was, no,
0: no, this is it was Tahoe because Tahoe. So Killian was mm-hmm. like, well, he's not coming because he didn't run
1: any races. Yeah, he, he won it. 2018 and people didn't want him in 2019 because he didn't run a
3: race yet. Which mm-hmm. defeats the purpose of a world championship. Yeah. I, that, that's that's my like, I understand fairness and equality and all that. But the only purpose of a world championship or a North American championship mm-hmm. or a European championship is to find who the best in that region or world is. And you can't do that if the best aren't there, especially the reigning world champion. Like if the reigning world champion doesn't have the opportunity to qualify for her own national championship, that sucks. And then whoever wins has an asterisk and no one wants that. I yeah, would be okay maybe with maybe them. Like an a
1: minimum, in an event like high rocks or, or DECA where it's actually time-based, maybe have a minimum standard, like the defending women's champ has to break 70. You can't just be like, well, I sat on the couch all year. I want one of those 15 spots, like, just prove it but yeah uh, yeah i would be okay with them amending that
0: because it's it's not opening the doors to a bunch of circumstances it's like two people who that that then get that guided way into uh, even the the just their regional championship not even the world championship so I, I think that that would be fair
1: you got more world representation also most likely cuz we saw very us or uh very European heavy and what happened when the event actually happened, like Rich, you way overperformed your seed time. Dylan Scott did a lot of the, a lot of the athletes Magida would have if he was in that uh, top 15 heat. So I think that the more automatic qualifiers based on your individual regions qualifier, that's, that's going to make things more fair.
0: I would agree. And it seems the way that the competition is dispersed in the different regions, it's, it's, it's not super one-sided. The reason you wouldn't want that, right? Like if the if US was way behind Europe or something like that, and you get these athletes who are fourth, fifth at the regional championship, and mm-hmm. they come to the world championship and get 14th and 15th. But I don't think that that's the case right now. But with more automatic qualifiers, it could run into something like that. If they had some sort of time standard, however, right? Like, like, uh, like an Olympic standard, right? Like if you get top five, but you have to also run at some point,
1: 60 30 or something like that. To me, that's what i saying long. with Chris. I like, like that you fact. have to break a 70 at a minimum or something.
3: It's what good, it? but then you have to find a way to standardize sleds and carpets. Like and, and rock zone. Last year, with just as a, the personal example of this, Callie and I were researching the other teams we could face at Worlds. And one team had run like a 56 and we had run a 59, but their rock zone was like a minute 48, and ours was like 448. Mm-hmm. So how can you possibly compare like a standard if your work and run were two minutes faster and your transition time was three minutes slower, like, you're just hosed then. So I, I agree. We should have the Olympic a standard, but then you have to run on a 400 meter oval every single time. And we don't currently do that. Look at the run outside, the run outside. That could have been a mess. That would have been ridiculous. They might have had <laughs> I mean, to actually go up and down stairs to get in and out of the building each time. There was a ramp for sure. Yeah. So, like, what does that do to time? And that's if they're so close to being the only standardized thing other <clears> than <to> DECA. <throat> and yet both of them continually change certain pieces of it, like turf versus concrete. You mm. you can't do that if it's time-based. You can you imagine getting uh, cinder block versus Mondo?
2: With the Chris Roglowski example, it's like how far, uh, how far ahead of time did we know that these four qualifying events were mandatory? I don't know, Jack. How, how far in advance did we know this? You have something Rich would, like... Rich would
1: definitely know better than I.
2: Rich, can. I bring it up to make a point. So you, uh, do you know how long, Rich?
0: it wasn't the full year. Like if they didn't have this ironed out and ready to go right after world championships, we didn't know what the, where world champions, where the North American championships were going to be in, I think for like the last six weeks, four or six weeks. So it's, and what, with them unveiling where the location was, then they kind of told us about the qualifying standards. Cause last year was open. You didn't have mm-hmm. to run a time before. And I think that still could be the case. Like if Chris could still go to Chicago, she just won't be in the elite 15 heat. I don't know if that then will eliminate her chances to automatically qualify. So she if she went and got a top three time in a second heat, I don't know if that would
1: qualify her through. That's something we would have to find out. But I think she could Isn't still go similar? and run. But I don't know. Isn't that similar to what happened with Magida, though? Like he ran a really good time in Vegas last year, but he wasn't in that top fifteen, so he wasn't able to get prize. The money courses or weren't the,
0: the courses weren't the same. Okay the courses were much much different. Makita's time was probably three minutes faster than what it would have been on the on the, the championship course. okay later well the, the,
2: the point I'm trying to make is that we have no problem with people showing up on a certain date to go run the Olympic trials to go make the the Olympics. and I understand this isn't the Olympics we're talking about here, but I think if you're just projecting things out and giving people dates on the calendar, and you say, all right, six go from North America at the North American champs and six go from Europe, and then the committee decides on the other three if there's extenuating circumstances and leave a subjectivity ranking up for, like, the extra three, put them all in the same courses so we don't have to have the stupid discussion about slippery sleds and dusty surfaces, and you actually make them show up, and then you give a special exception. They're going to pick worthy three to fill in those wild card spots, and then you go have a world championship. Simple. Done. I like that.
3: Not that hard. Jack, what happens to USA Outdoor Track and Field Championships on Olympic trial cycle years?
1: Uh, previous champion gets in no matter what, right?
3: And is there an Outdoor National Championship and an Olympic trials in the same summer?
1: Yes, because I went to the U.S. Championships in Eugene earlier. Yep.
3: And and do they have any bearing on each other? No. No, and so that's isn't that kind of what we can do here? Like the North yeah. American Championship... It can just have last year's race come into it, and that's fine. It doesn't have to have any, any outside. And I guess where I want to go with that is that Hyrox very from the early on said that we are the opposite of OCR. We want to complement the season, not distract from it. So we are OCR's off season. And so if you look at my partner, who Callie and I de- plan on defending our North American title this year. She is set to run the Ultra World Championships, which now has become World's Toughest. Well, World's Toughest is kind of the accepted end to the OCR season, that Mm -hmm. or Abu Dhabi now that it's in December. All right. So if the race, if let's just say October or November is the end of the season, can you have the final qualifying event be like a week or two after that? In theory, that should be the first qualifying event starts after that. North American champs shouldn't be until later. North American champ should be the last race before world champs. So you're saying
2: forget calendar year and go like Spartan model of world champs to world champs?
3: Well, one or the, uh, one or the other, but they they said they were going to do opposite of OCR season, but now they're starting to creep back into OCR season, and that's muddying the water. So you have someone who was Chris, reigning world champ, can't make it because of OCR season and other things. Uh, Callie, reigning North American team champ can't make it because of OCR season. You're starting to see the issue when you're not one or the other. And it also is the problem with putting a North American championship in February and the world championship in may Mm. three months apart. It's like you kick off the season with something you had to qualify for during the season. When you said you weren't going to have races, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be too negative on it, but it's starting to not make sense from the formula. They originally presented to their audience.
1: You're right. Hybrid and OCR just have such weird calendars. Just think of, every single major ball sport. It's like you play 16 weeks of football, 162 baseball game, whatever, to get to the playoffs. And then whoever does well in the playoffs, which would be the U.S. championship in this, in this case for High Rocks or something, it's very close. And you know that only these people are going to be allowed to continue on to the world championship. Same thing with track and field. It's like you have your national championships in June and then the Olympics are late July, early August. It's like a very short turnaround, still long enough where you can get in another cycle or so, but yeah, they just have some weird calendars with this. And you're even seeing it in Spartan this year where the North American regional championship in Kelowna was in August, but we have blue mountain in October as part of the series. And then Abu Dhabi and it's like, yeah, we we've got to get our calendars uh, more normal. Yeah. And what high Rock
0: shouldn't do is try to, emulate or go off of what Spartan does for the calendars in any way. Because there is Spartan Spartans mm. is not thoughtful, right? It's not and at least High Rocks is like half the season a championship, the rest of the, the other mm-hmm. half of the season a championship. So it's more like a mid season championship mm-hmm. is what they're having. Or Bracken, I like what you were saying. Like when you go to if you qualify at the Olympic trials and you had then the Olympics like it's gonna be you may have time for one race in between that, right? It's it's kind of like a progression toward the big race. Yes. So you can Periodize your training to be there. Well, now it's a little tough. Like last and last year didn't work out very well between the US and Europeans because our championship was what, like January, mid-January? And then theirs wasn't until late March or early April, I think. So, and that's where a lot of really fast times were run, was that their European championship. And then we had our our biggest race was already over that would drive people to compete at a higher level.
3: Well, and why do people have trials rather than selection committees? It's the reason is so that you get whoever is fastest at championship season to mm-hmm. go represent you in the championship. It's not for parody, even though they like to say anyone can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. That helps with parody. But it's really so that you don't get people who pop a race in the off season and can't time their cycle to compete for your country when it counts. Right. They want people who are ready to rage at that moment. And that's why you have the Olympic trials when you do. So one of the issues with trying to do the Olympic marathon trials is because they make Mm -hmm. them run a full marathon and Mm -hmm. then they have to have it so far before the marathon that you have that much time to get out of shape or get injured or just not regain that fitness. Mm -hmm. So selection committee for marathon makes sense, but trials for almost anything else that's not so long is the way to do it. But only if you're testing what's about to occur, you can't test four months in advance and say, yeah, I guarantee you guys are all going to be healthy or fit by then. And and people yeah. who are timing their fitness for worlds maybe can't even show their fitness at a, a trial that's three months earlier because they're not even in that competition phase.
1: Yeah,
3: Man, What do you far. think would be?
2: What do you think would be ideal seasons? Like if we could have a dream world and we put events that are hybrid and under roofs from November to March or April, and then we go play in the mud from April or May to October, and you probably get higher event participation at every single event because there's phases of of events. When something like
3: that work, it's never gonna happen, of course. But like we have this fascination. We don't have a fascination with it. The OCR industry has a fascination with late fall, early winter championship events. And it's nonsensical to me. Because you have it happen right after the kids go back to school. So that limits a lot of people's travel and right when the weather gets super unpredictable, which Some people say, yeah, that's the point of OCR. I don't know if it really is. I think it makes sense that in the warm weather months, you have OCR. And in the cold weather months, you have hybrid because it's indoors. And it's really, really easy to do that. Cut it off. Fall starts, hybrid. Spring ends or kicks up, OCR comes into play. That's kind of simple.
0: And I think that would work for right now where the sports are kind of, the athletes are still kind of in both I think in five to three to five years, the athletes are going to be so different that I don't think the two seasons need to uh, consider what the other sport is doing at all. I think Uh, it's just what works
3: best. At the pro end, yes. But the pro end is buoyed by the open waves, which are the same people for like 75% of it. It's the same people you see out there. So I agree with what you're saying on the pro end. The the top 15, those elite 15, those are going to change drastically over the next half decade, but the every man coming out to do it, it's still not primarily crossfitters.
2: That's mm-hmm. already happened in the top 15 in high rocks worlds last year on the men's side, who is still going in the mud and playing with their friends on any serious level, like zero out of 15, right? You know is my missing somebody. So isn't that, it's already done that on the pro side, but yeah, it's like those, I mean, you guys program, Chris for he does okay. for Chris, yeah, Chris, Chris, Chris might be it. Yeah. And I guess. Yeah. So basically it's like we program for athletes and we know how much they all do it all. I have athletes doing ultras and Decafit and high rocks, like half of them. Don't you guys, it's like, that's, that's how these companies are going to keep progressing forward is getting those people in the door.
1: Yeah. I, I, I was also going to bring up the, the weather part um, that you mentioned, Bracken, where once it gets cold, these are indoor events. It just makes sense. It's just somewhere to hold them during the, the rest of the year. And I agree. You're not teaching to the test. When you have unpredictability for your championship, or or when they're like, yeah, I know that all beasts were thirteen miles. Let's make it sixteen for the championship, and you know now we're going to have the chance of having really bad weather. You just it's not teaching to the test. So as much crap as we give uh, high rocks for having unpredictability with like the sleds and stuff, you still know you're going to get the same type of <laughs> general format every single time. You're going to have a thousand meters. You're going to have some workout zones, same order, and OCR kind of screws it up right there with uh, their the variability and their timing throughout the season
3: yeah and our industry is too small to support them both in the same season i believe if you're a race who the difference between 2,000 competitors and 3500 is the difference between breaking even and not you just don't want competition having a high rocks worlds and mm-hmm. big bear on the same weekend could not have helped either company mm-hmm. spartan owns deca <laughs> you wouldn't want if you own two products you wouldn't want them mm-hmm. cannibalizing each other You know, Apple's famous for making sure that their products don't cannibalize from each other. So why would you put a Deca and make people choose on the same weekend between a Super and a Deca? It seemed like just from a business standpoint, if you have skin in the game and this this is only a couple hundred thousand people throughout the entire nation who want to do this, you should probably give them the chance to do as many as they can unimpeded just so that you can sustain. I don't care if you want to work with Hyrox if you're Spartan. Who cares? Don't lose your competitors to them and vice versa. Well, I think it's fine to have events year round, both
2: hybrid space and outdoors. I mean, you have the southern half of the country. Spartan needs to eat. Uh, It's warm in February, January, December. That's fine to put those events, but don't put weight on them. Let them go be the funsies. And maybe High Rocks has has an event in the summer and it's a qualifier to get into something, but the weight on it's pretty small, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you understand these companies have to make money, but... I just think like confining the, the races that matter into a shorter amount of time. I well, like Savage did a great job of that. Short, compact, sweet. I mean, what was Spartan season? February to, uh, I guess, it could be December. Oh, yeah. so, you <laughs> know, 11 or 10 yeah. month season. It's just absolutely asinine. But I think there's reasonability to wanting to run races year round. It's just there is a sure. season, there is an off season. Races mean something at this time of year and they don't at others, but it's okay to go play still
1: the, doesn't savage have a really long season they don't have as many events but they're still like once a month roughly throughout the year year if you miss it it doesn't matter right it's just maybe that one paycheck that you'll that you miss and they and they did front load their first ever series this year they're all in the spring like on the spring very close within three to four weeks of each other back to back to back and now you've got a champion go proceed on the rest of your year
2: hmm not, not to go down this, I want to deflect to you, Bracken, real quick. And I'm, we're probably spending way too much time on this. I understand that. But, um, okay, Bracken, you were the OG the OG of the group who, like, there was once upon a time OCR had a concise season for you. You opened in Montana in May and you mm-hmm. ended at Tahoe or somewhere else in September. I mean, you had a, what, what's May, June, July, August, September, you had a five-month season. You were through seasons of that. How did that flow work? Was that actually helpful or was it just the only option? So it didn't matter.
3: Well, what we saw then in that, that year, and I think the year prior was that you didn't have people have to pick and choose when they were going to race and get into shape Mm -hmm. that year. You put in a big winter of training. You, you, I used all spring to just work on extending my speed. And then as summer approached, I got specific and then you felt like, all right, I have such a build up of fitness here i can race hard for a couple months take a little down low or a little down low cycle here and prep for worlds because there was still a gap between the last race and worlds it was just really nice for then everyone showed up to every race and they were all pretty much ready to rock and roll Mm -hmm. like if you give someone until may they don't have to do what the world champ killian did one year which is i might just suck for four months (laughs) that wasn't fun for anyone to watch his fans were rabid about him and they were not enjoying watching him take six through 12 and the people that didn't like them. Well, they want him up in the mix anyway, so you can cheer against them. Like you want the, the villains and the heroes to be good at the same time. It's no fun when someone's like, well, I'm throwing the first half of the season. Cause we have a 10 and a half month season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to your point, I think, I think a compact season heightens the season and then it gives you chances to do other things throughout.
2: Would anybody give a shit about football as much as they do? If it was a uh, 48, 48- week season (laughs) like isn't there something beautiful about the 16 weeks or 17 weeks plus the playoffs right it's all in and then all out
3: i think it's it's the issue with baseball Mm -hmm. the issue with baseball Mm -hmm. isn't the length of games i don't think it's the length of the season
2: 100 because
3: someone can be dominant for two and a half months and miss the playoffs (laughs) like the brewers this year we're fantastic for like 35 games and they're going to miss the playoffs. Can you imagine being good for 35 games at a professional level? Maybe the best and not make the playoffs. Like, what are you even judging at that point? When do you start trying hard? When do you start working on like your good sets, your good plays, your good fitness? When when do you start doing that? It's, it's almost like a roll of the dice. Who's going to be healthy by the time the end it's comes around?
1: Tr- it's just who can deal with attrition the most at that point.
3: Yeah,
2: I am gonna. I think we're all on the same page. I'm going to say something that's going to be unpopular. I have a feeling as I'm thinking this out, and maybe I'll get some flack for this, but in my opinion, as we're chatting this out and I'm thinking back, like, is it just me or does it feel like every world championship besides a select few has meant less and less every year in the last three to four years? Like, there's just so many things going on in so many directions and it's always, yeah, but this person is focusing on this this year. And I feel like they just don't mean as much as they used to because of the delusion of fields at times. Do you guys how, agree with that at all? Because th- it's always been a yeah, but at almost everything, other than maybe High Rocks World Champs this last year, where I think everybody who was truly a player showed up. But I can't think of the other ones where we didn't say things like that.
1: How, how many World Championships have existed through the years? You know, from 2011 to thirteen, the first three years, it was only Spartan, and then 14 OCR Worlds showed up. And then it was just Spartan and OCR Worlds. But then OCR Worlds added a 3K a couple of years later. So now you had three. And then, I guess, 20, tw- 2019 or 20 was the first uh, High Rocks World Championship. And now you're adding DECA this year. Yeah, it, it is getting more and more throughout the year. I think that's a, a solid point.
2: It doesn't take away from who wins and who performs well. But for me, like... I used to get up for the Spartan Race World Championships. It was like a Super Bowl on my calendar to either watch, check in, check, like all these things. And now I'm like, well, which championship is it this weekend? Right. Maybe I'll make it a. Maybe I'll check in. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Maybe I'm a, I'm a one man island over here. But that's how I feel. A little
1: should bit. they get Should they get rid of the the word championship unless it's the world championship? Like regional championship has that in there. The North American elite series has a champion. Like, do you think that just getting rid of that phrasing might help a little bit?
3: I don't It'll think give it, so. Like, tears? Because the North American championship mattered when it was in West Virginia as the penultimate race to, to the world championship. When mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they moved it to a place that August,
1: was a month before world. Yeah, championship. When they
3: moved it to a place out of order in the season and it was hard to get to, it didn't matter anymore to a lot of people. Right. It's like, what is it the North American Championship? If I still have to go back and race another National Series race, and I can even win the National Series without coming to this, it was just a. As soon as they changed the order, the wording stopped mattering. Like the That's where right, I get hung fine, up. Exactly, so, right. but there has to be a natural progression through it, and I believe, if you shorten the National Series in duration, you're going to see all the local events, the ranks swell up. Because if you have to do the, a six race series that goes from February through October. September, yeah, plus October. Worlds, you know <sighs> that you're going to have to get your training really pretty precise to arrive at all of those fit and ready to race in October, November, December. But if you put it from May through August, now suddenly it's like, why wouldn't I go race all these local races now? Because it's available to me. So I think one way to solve the participation problem is actually to shorten the US National Series duration, not number of races necessarily, but duration, so that everyone goes and does their local race. Like, when's the last time any of us did more than, I don't know, one to three races in a year that weren't part of some sort of championship or series or big emphasis? We're 0 for 4 on this panel. And That's page not groupers
1: do the same. They're, they've got the same amount of events in their series. They're yeah. probably only doing that for the most part.
3: But I know for sure that back in the day when it was May through whatever that mattered, we were off hitting stadiums and sprints and supers early in the season. People were heading to Hawaii and doing races. People were heading overseas because it didn't. you had time to play around with training and fitness and races.
1: Elliott McGuire doing like 40 races in a, in a year. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So I, I can't say for sure that would work, but it would at least give people the freedom in their schedule to do other things. You imagine if the
2: NFL held the playoffs in like week 10 and then they're like, well, no, we're still going to we're still going to have six more games after this. That really don't mean anything. And the, the, and then we'll throw the Super Bowl at the end still. But we're going to refer back to the, the playoffs <laughs> you played in
3: week 10. It's kind of what's happening. The NBA's trying it. Someone keeps bringing up a midseason playoff every year. And Mark Cuban this year is like, if you do it, I'm not even sending our team. I'll pay their fines. We're staying home. Or we'll (laughs) send our team, and I'm not playing any of our starters.
0: they got to figure out a way to incentivize
1: that appropriately for the players.
3: No one wants to do championships until the championship season. And no one wants a season to be 10 months long.
1: If if we're going to tie this back into High Rocks, do you think that the order one, two, three, say five people from the U S both genders end up making the world championship? Do you think the order one, two, three, four, five that we see at the U S championship is the order of those athletes within their own country at the world championship? Probably not. Cause you have that three plus month gap in between the two events. So yeah, it's just too long of a season.
0: Yeah. It's better than it was. Last year, in terms of qualifications, to get some automatic there, to get a little bit of mm-hmm. uh, the ability to race your way into it, like having some sort of heats. I wish they you, uh, reacted
3: appropriately to that, which is yes. commendable. We don't always see that in this space.
0: Yes, and I think there's there's some ways to go. Like I like pushing that back, or I think they actually did have the European Championship is pretty close to the same time as the North American championship, which is great. So we'll have an idea of, of who will go and then who needs to really gear up for the other regional races so they can qualify on time. And that's something with Chris, if they don't let her in, which I doubt that'll be the case I bet they'll get, I bet they'll let her in. She can still qualify on time at Dallas in the spring
1: or whatever.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: European, uh, Arts championship is in the Netherlands in January. So yeah. Great. Checks yeah. out. And if we wanted to go, you can. I could qualify at
0: in the Netherlands if I get over there, and then come back and try again. Oh, in
2: Chicago. How far apart are those two events? What are the What are the exact dates? Four to five weeks, probably. Oh, there's okay, so it's sizable.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. I think it's gonna be better uh, long term, but yeah, I would like to see maybe some more automatic qualifiers. I would like to see some sort of time standard, even though I know these courses are not. They're not always going to be the same, um, and that's one of the, the main issues. Before we get into to drafting, talking about some of the players that were going to be there, they've made some
3: adjustments to the sleds. Did we pay attention to the sled times in New
0: York, Bracken? Did you take a look?
3: Yeah, you saw a lot of people in the twos on the push and in the fours on the pull.
0: Fast, yeah, it was fast on the fast on the push.
3: So, what is the adjustment? Is it handle height? The height, the handle height's different. And because that's what they brought in last year is the handle height they were going to implement at Worlds or at LA and then at Worlds in preparation for the 2022-23 season.
0: I think there's something to do with the actual sleds themselves. Uh, Magida actually sent me this clip at the CrossFit Games. They had uh, an event where they're pushing a sled. It was called the alpaca sled. They had like uh, kettlebells in this sled and it was outside in... Uh, Wisconsin. So again, weather played a factor and there was going to be some sort of rope climb in the middle of like this sled push kettlebell rope climb uh, triplet they were going to do, but it was raining. So they had to eliminate the rope climb just for safeties, safety measures. So to make the Event harder. They took paint thinner and went to the bottom of the sleds and and wiped all the paint from the bottoms of their sleds. So they may it have, to make it grippier. So there may have just been a discrepancy in terms of like the newness or the paint style on the bottom of the sleds that were different in Europe and in the uh, the United States. And I think now they're just all the same sleds. Because the weight, even we saw the bumper plates that we saw. That was a theory. Like maybe it's the stack height that's getting in the way. Maybe it's the handle height. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just like the weight itself. Maybe they're just pushing less over there. But whatever they did, that's these New York sled times were the fastest times that we've seen.
3: I watched, obviously, the entire thing. And the like that launch angle of their foot up through their connection point to the sled looked much higher up in the air. Hmm. It looked like a way bigger angle. There was... I I don't even know what the difference would be, but I would guess that there was somewhere between four and six extra inches of handle height compared to in the past mm-hmm. because it was noticeable always how short it was. And it didn't you didn't notice
0: it this year. They were abnormally short. They're like, what's the matter with these handles? Who, who's using this sled? No, no sled had handles that short. So, yeah, that's going to be different. That'll be different at every event.
2: You would think the contact point with the surface of the floor would be the biggest change, wouldn't you? Because where you're going to get any resistance there, so that would make sense. Playing with the paint or the uh, coating on that right would make as bigger, bigger difference than what the actual floor is, or it could make as big of a difference, huh? Because yeah, the floor is the same. They they, they right. can know that the floor is the same. Yeah,
3: right. but how same is it? Did they get a new carpet for this year, or is it last year's carpet? We saw that degrade over the course of the season as well.
0: It does, but like they're still ordering like the same model of carpet, right? Where I think the sleds were actually different (laughs) models of sleds. They're just putting the same amount of weight on it and being like, I don't know. But it was just.
2: And you imagine if like, I don't know if you guys looked at the bottom of the sleds, but I have to imagine at points that paint is just sort of chipping off in places on the bottom. And imagine what sort of resistance that causes on the friction scale on the bottom at certain events. So cleaning that up makes sense. It's well, just probably just strip it. It's just standard. You know, the
3: strip, yeah. The standard rogue sled has a runner on the bottom. I believe <laughs> my sled has a pl- hard plastic runner on the bottom. Hmm. I don't know if that's standard or not, but I mean, I've, I've tested several things as I'm sure rich you have as well. And Jack, that stacking height of the weights does matter. The surface you're on does matter, but the single biggest difference that matters is how high you put your hands on the poles. As soon as I started, as soon as I measured where they were at and made the mark on my sled, it took my basement sled from, it just doesn't feel right to, oh my goodness, this is how it feels in competition. Just by lowering it down like seven inches. So the contact I, point would matter for sure. Think of mm-hmm. the difference between carpet and turf and concrete. Mm-hmm. But that handle tight is every bit of the difference maker. And
0: that's why I see like the different forms where cause some people are like wrapping themselves around the weight to move that contact point where their feet closer to the sled and just easier to push that way. You saw some people up high like mm-hmm. put pushing it at their shoulders and doing really well. But they're not yeah. doing
3: it on shoulder with their back like this now. They're doing it like this. Right. And that right. is really that that really matters. So if you do like a, like a
1: really cool. low sled push, yeah, where <laughs> you're going to be going a lot slower than if you're able to get in a much higher position for sure and we're talking about slit push, the pulls were definitely faster as well. We we saw some times in like the low fours and stuff, and that's not typical. I think the biggest thing with that was they changed it to 12.5 meters instead of 25 meters. You just have way less slack, and that's just going to result in faster times throughout the season versus in the past when, when it used to be 25.
0: We've seen that for a while, though. It's been 12 for a
1: while. I, I, know, I know, but if we're looking at historical data in the U.S., Typically, it's been a little bit slower, but I, I guess this was a fast venue now. You, you, when you're comparing 12 and a half to 12 and a half's.
3: multiple sub two rocks times. Rock that zone. was
1: that was short. The yeah.
0: runs were a little
1: long,
3: yes. 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've got to be able to,
0: they and they're doing an okay job with that. Like, I think the rock zone, you can kind of get stuck in there and like just mentally. So, I think if it's longer, it will be slower just because you're like, let me get my shit together before I get out on the run course. So, I think a short rock zone does play a factor and they're never going to be exactly. So they'll account for it, right? If the rock zone is shorter, they'll make the runs a little bit longer. Just so you are getting a full eight K. I think they're doing as good of a job as possible, but I don't think they're nailing it every single time. And, uh, and Jack on that point with the faster sled pulls, I would argue that a faster, easier sled push will just give people more energy for better sled pulls. I don't think they're going to change much on that. <laughs> uh, that yeah. they, It seems like, they added too much weight onto the New York sled pole on the photos. It looks like 300 uh, pounds where I think it should be what, 275, 280, 80 or something like that.
3: I had a few so. people I coached that were there and uh, one um, she won. The, she took second in her age group. Nice. She Dory. She's a, a Kirsh- Dory Kirshner. She's a monster and she excels on the stations and she had way more trouble on the sled pole than she's ever had. Mm-hmm. She also ran an extra lap prior to that. <laughs> but I'm not buying that that blew her up as much as the extra weight did.
0: Yeah. I think, and the rope's a little stretchy. You're not ready to deal with that. If you're getting your first time on, it's hard to kind of replicate that rope too. So let's start talking about who's going to do well, who we think we're going to do well. So we had this idea of doing like a season long dynasty league for this draft where we're just going to take the top three times from whatever athlete we draft and then that, the score that they get will be just the average of the three times that they get. And then once we have that average, then we can score it cross-country style. Does that make sense? Are we good on
1: that? We're just doing and straight, straight up times. And how do championships play into it? Good question. What, we what was your question, Jack? We're, we're just doing straight up times. Basically what Bracken was going to say, like once times are irrelevant and it's a championship, does place kind of take over in that situation
0: how can we, like, yes, I, I think that there, there needs to be that. So we could either just do standalone games or drafts or whatever for championships, or it could be like some sort of amplifier, or like you could add points to someone else's score. Like if, if I drafted someone who won the North American championship, then I get five points to disperse to, to you guys or something. Or it takes off a minute or, or a certain amount of time from my aggregate at the end or from whatever person. Any ideas on this?
1: I I could come up with something, just not right now. Okay. Number wise,
3: I could come up with something sweet too at a different time.
1: (laughs) Thanks for your help, guys. We'll let you give your uh, analysis first. Next time we'll compare.
3: All right, December after Spartan World Championships, I'll be ready. Okay. Okay. Can't even think about Hyrox yet, guys. I'm in OCR mode.
1: Well, you better start because we're breaking out the wheel. Kirk, I don't know if you saw this, but one other thing. Or. are we drafting one gender at a time, or are we doing it just like we do for our OCR draft, where you can pick? You, you know, you have to pick a guy and a girl first two rounds, and then it's a free for all after that.
3: Look at this wheel. I don't think this we do so that for
0: slow. Look at that How wheel. Pretty it is though, Kirk. Full, full screen, screen,
3: black background. Upgrade since
2: cool. you've been gone, Jack. know.
0: we I, were I, so
3: excited to show you,
2: and
0: all we got for right, you was dude, that's I so was
3: slow come
2: mean, on i just want you to push the button no i didn't even notice this is different yeah. than oh, previous funny. Time. Oh, man. so we're just going to draft however we it, men or women yeah, yeah
0: throughout the whole time right mm-hmm. let's do it i, I
3: feel, feel like good. a little kid who ran home from school with his artwork for his dad and his dad's like well that's not to scale do better yeah <laughs> is that how you feel yeah you don't know how I'm excited sorry. we were for this new wheel
2: but it's the same wheel it's just cleaned up right oh my god oh, rich I so get
0: sorry, it. I take the first pick. Or let me get um, Let me get the I don't know what to do. Let me think about it. Let me get the second pick.
3: The no, second. no, you have to choose.
0: I pick I chose. Second pick. Looks like the corral. Whoa. Oh good.
3: Well, triple D, what do you want to do? Uh,
2: here's the thing is I'm fairly worthless when it comes to the insight on some of these draft picks coming up that doesn't play into what we should do, but I feel like I'm going to heavily rely on you to decide on some of these picks. Cause I think, you know, the athletes a little better than I do.
0: I wrote you all these um, notes.
2: Um, no, and your notes are very helpful, especially in your regard, um, rich, but can I, uh, read uh,
1: <laughs> we learned a lot. <clears throat> we, we did. did. I don't, I don't four think four it's
2: four 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 a check mark in the positive column, rich. No, I'm that's just wait. This is drag yeah. weight. I that's, think we should
4: confidence.
2: go. I think we should go first, but I'm not married to it. First. Well, yeah.
3: I say we either go first or third.
1: Well, that's, that's those cool those, those are the here. options that you have.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. nice. Okay. You guys are on board with that? Yep. yep. That mm-hmm. checks out. Yep. So
3: we're doing Tell you what?
2: Tell you what. Let's whatever Jack whatever Jack wants, let's do that. Jack, what do you want? I I let's want, third. I want back call. to
3: back. I think we can get back-to-back world champs at
2: third. Right. Really? I'll be curious to see who you thinks got that going on. All right, fine.
0: Third. So we're, we're going to do three men, three women, wild card, seven total. Do we want to do more?
2: Wouldn't do that be, be nine total?
0: Three men, three women, and a oh, wild card. never mind. Seven. Yeah. Okay. yeah I was like, it. oh my god, am I math. terrible? Bracken's rubbing <laughs> off on me. Is what
2: it is. He's slowly you should be so lucky. Me. Yeah.
0: All right, so that's what we're gonna do: three men, three women, wild card, and then this is all year, so we'll be able to check back in. Maybe we'll think about trades. We'll figure out about yeah, waiver we'll wire some trades. Yeah, this will be fun. We'll have a whole a whole team. Right. Man, so let me. So the, uh, so are
2: we're just looking at the what are we looking at as far as order goes? Like we have them down one through. I don't know how many you have on here, twenty or so. What's the relevance to the how these are ordered here?
0: They're relatively ordered uh, uh, to to seed. Um, up to a certain certain level seated okay yeah the people most of the people at the toward the top were ones who qualified for Mm -hmm. the elite 15 last year and then if there's not there's special circumstances around some like you know lauren weeks is ranked really high she didn't do that well at the world championships last year i think she was ninth but she was like seven months pregnant and i have some like the people that are a little bit more uncertain um down toward the bottom uh that we don't quite know a ton about or who are new this year um so it, it's relatively seated.
2: Do we have What's any room spells? for? His name. What's that? Do we, have any, do we have any room for athletes who are not on our radar at all and end up showing up to events, or we have somebody else, or like Hunter gets on a whim and changes his mind, or like, is there any room for that where we can make some sort of exception situation? Should we address that, or should we just not worry about that right now? Like a wait,
0: there should be some sort of waivers mm-hmm. period. Maybe like once, yes, once every Wai- other month Wai- or something like that, we can have a, or so we Hunter's get certain. Done.
2: Apparently.
1: Well, that's the case. That's what we'll have to talk about. If you want to draft them,
3: you get to draft
1: them. Well, I'm the number one pick that, that kind of is going to affect things. Like, do you guys know anything?
3: Welcome to our world.
1: I give a He's lot. He's not of on the
3: list, on it. It. huh, Rich? How,
1: <laughs> how about it?
0: How yeah. about that? I don't know. I don't have him down. I don't expect if we're going to see him, it would probably be at the North American championships and at world championships. And that might be it. If they let the world, the previous world championship world champion into, or we'll see him in one race in the spring where he'll get his time and be at the world championships. Either way he needs, I I would assume most athletes are going to have to run three races, like a race to qualify to the championship, the championship and the world championship. And problems I'm imagining most people are going to run three to five races. You could draft him, but if he only runs two races, that's not good. Why? Because you need to. You need three to qualify. You need three times to qualify for your score.
3: I don't like the scoring.
0: We yep, had a discussion two seconds ago. It's too late. <laughs> now it's over. Those Great. are the rules. Now.
1: All right. I'm just. Gonna I will hard say
2: hard. the waiver period. <laughs> to interrupt, I think the waiver period, if we do have to run into a situation like that, shouldn't be like. Shouldn't be decided by the wheel of names though. It should be like a four-person mile time trial, fastest time first pick. So something you really earn. We can't leave something like that up to chance. If we get a sniper coming in and the obvious
1: favorite or an obvious, or we pick. we could all we could all do the decadog and then decadog uh, five k, okay. anything
2: Go. like that.
0: Just saying. Yeah, I think so too. How we're we gonna how we're we gonna figure out the waivers? Yeah, we'll work on that. It's a good 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 thing to bring up now. I, I think will. we
3: should all have to do a hybrid event. Fair. And that's sets yeah. waiver wire for the year.
1: How about Ooh. how about order of uh deca fit world championship finish? We'll do that. Are you in? I am. Yeah.
0: Yeah, buddy. He's in there, right. baby. Congratulations, like, Jack. Jack. on site will be in Atlantic City.
1: It's un it's unfortunate for a couple people who who can't make it. Like Dade Collins got in a really serious accident, so He's, he's in the hospital still recovering. He, he's an arborist, and he fell out of a tree from what it looked like, and he broke his back. So he he definitely got messed up, uh, so I feel really bad about that. And then I think Glenn decided he's only doing the mile instead of uh, fit, so I took his spot.
2: You were in that spot as much as any of those people. Don't let any of that for you. Sure. You deserve yeah. to be there, Jack. There's going to be there. some Hold scheduling
0: on, <clears throat> you know, with World's yeah. Toughest and some of the Spartan stuff. Maybe sure. not all the athletes will oh, yeah. show show you up just like rich it. and I'm, I'm just snipe mentioning. the championship
2: yeah. rich just showed up to high rocks worlds and just proved he belonged I'm, my my right scott. yeah
1: surprise some people
2: yeah you got time baby you've been in the lab i know it you want to draft dylan scott yeah i want to draft jack bauer
0: number one on, i didn't yeah. put, him on put him
2: on the list all right
0: we'll yeah. figure out the waiver situation right. maybe it's some sort of deck of dog 5k um, yeah. yeah who
2: are you all drafting right. jack
1: i'm do doing a weeks
2: okay all right. Only thing we can't see the, how far do the names go down on the men's side there? Uh, a little so bit.
1: Brent and Tiago Lusa below him. Below That's Chris. all we can't
0: see. Okay. Just, just let, you ask, let me know if you want them. Yep. Okay. This is not as sophisticated as Jack's system. That's not wrong. Even the wrong person. on him.
1: Yeah. Do you want to put so, like a one next to the, just so we know what draft pick they were. Okay. Yeah. So Jack, tell us why you wanted to draft Lauren here. Um, Because she's not pregnant anymore. And I think that she is without knowledge of if Hunter's going to compete, I feel like Lauren probably has the best chance of winning a world championship among everybody. Um, There's just so much good competition uh, within both fields, to be honest. But I think on her best day, Lauren is probably the most unbeatable athlete on either of these lists. And without carrying a baby, that's going to make her even faster. And we saw what she did in a deck of it recently, like just set the record there. And I mean, she's Lauren weeks. I I'd be stupid not to pick her.
0: She's really seemed to figure something out in these past like year and a half or so, even going back and looking at some of the previous results where some, a lot of her times were like 68, 69, 67s And then mm-hmm. that she's really committed to the endurance piece. Even we saw at Spartan games, a lot of endurance events there she's doesn't shy away from that now must be in part of her training she knows how to do it she's figured out something on the race course as well like her style of racing is really intimidating now so i'd like it i think she's going to be really strong <laughs> this year I, I i
2: good pick jack and she like i do i believe the week the, the year she was world champ 2021 like she was still dabbling a little bit with like running a traditional Spartan race and doing like, she's Spartan really, games. this is probably smart. She did Spartan games, but she was still doing stuff. And I feel like now she's look at her Instagram. Like she's like committed, committed, like a dialed in Lauren weeks. Who now is like specifically, she wasn't specifically training. I don't think for high all of 2021 from my understanding. And so I just think she's even more dangerous. I don't think there's another choice out there. I think so too. And like one of the,
1: she has up on her field as well. You think so? Pure. I'm runner? looking at all the stats that i I pulled up my Hyrox cheat sheet for the world championship last year, and she's the fastest woman's runner in the field. Oh, over 8k in a Hyrox. Okay, okay, yep. that's that matters okay. that's just, in a, in a Hyrox. I'd say. Her, yeah, the the best mod.
0: Her. She has the best mod. Her mod is really, really. We strong. talked about that earlier, actually, in the mod episode. Miss <laughs> mod. Miss mod. Yeah. That is her. Yeah. That is true. Um. Yeah, because the rub on her had, had in previous races where she kind of gave it back in like the sleds at a certain point, she seemed to have cleared that up. Just practiced on it. And yeah. I asked her one time, like, why, like, what's up with the sled? She's like, oh, I just haven't practiced. <laughs> so like, she's practiced. She knows how to do we'll
1: them now, and she'll she'll be good to go.
0: All
4: right,
1: she's I'm got up. that that mom power now. Also, a lot of people have a have a really good first year after that, especially in the running community. Yeah, I'm going,
0: dude.
1: Yep. Taking Ryan Kent,
0: Me, my guy here. Yeah. It's hard to bet against him with with the absence of Hunter. Uh, assuming that he's not Hunter won't be here. I mean, Kent is next in line. He was second last year at the World Championships. Beat him outright at the North American Championships. Is he going to have a full another year of just straight up hybrid training, where he was kind of transitioning out of OCR and into hybrid stuff like last year or a year before that. So now he's just a hybrid athlete. He's kind of paving the way. If
2: there's a year for him, it's this one. Tip of the hat to him, like dude, Mr. Consistent. What else do you even call the dude at this point? Every time he shows up, he's competing for the win. He's progressively gotten better at like a like a reasonable rate. And he always shows up and takes care of business. Kent doesn't flop. Like at worst, you're getting a third out of this dude if he has you know the flu and shows up. I just feel like this dude is just dialed. Mr. Consistent. Can you guys think of a race in which he went and he laid an the, egg other than his, he won other than his beginning chance. years? Right. Other than his early races, when he was feeling things out early on, I can't think of in the last year where he's shown up and not hit expectations.
3: Not an hybrid race. No. He's the only American other than Hunter who is almost guaranteed to go sub 60 every time he touches a course on Mm -hmm. American soil, which I believe is worth 55, 56 over in Europe oftentimes. So he's, if you're, if this is based around time, he's the only American right now who's guaranteed to be racing and guaranteed to be fast.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. You know his name I didn't have on here is Rylance. <laughs> Go ahead and put him on here. Is he committed to, to hitting him? He uh he's gonna do LA. Um, same as VJ, same as Veerman. So is VJ, so it's Veerman. I'm not sure what we'll see out of those put two on in terms list. of the long time. We'll put him on the list. And then
3: this but, is the year. This is the year. Sleds have changed. Even just right? a 10% difference in sleds. Is a massive, massive difference maker.
1: You can get away like, with OCR strength at that point, maybe. Almost. Almost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not going to fake 100 wall balls with OCR strength, but.
3: No, I don't think VJ, as great as he is at OCR, is going to come out and smash this. But I think Ryland has the potential to.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think, think last
3: well. year he wouldn't have been able to come out and smash. I think he would have been able to come out and do mid 60s. I think now he can come out and run 60 low with this mm. type of setup.
0: I agree. I think that he'll be he'll be a factor if he chooses to be and, and wants to pursue it. I think he'll do really well.
3: If VJ breaks 70, I'm gonna be really proud of him. Seventy? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Truly. I think that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well,
0: we didn't draft Ryan. we drafted Kent because Kent's that guy. He's that dude this year.
2: Corral you're up.
3: <clears throat> Kirk, do you have any strong feelings?
2: I mean, I got some some players that I think we're both gonna rattle around here in our heads. Uh, picking two is tough. One's a wild card, considering we don't know if Chris can race, for example, mm-hmm. get that against the former world champ, or was it a fluke? She's proven that nothing is a fluke with her. Um, so, uh, yeah. And then you got the wild card of Ryland, committing or not committing. Like that's a big deal. We don't know how many races he's running, but he's proven to be great in the hybrid space. He will learn as he goes. So. Um, I can babble more, but what do you think, Bracken?
3: Well, I think that the way this is set up where time matters over almost anything else and availability of races, I think it makes sense to do Europeans because they don't do OCR. They're going to run early and often, and they always run fast over there. So Tobias
2: so, jumps right out at you. I, I would, assume. I would take
3: Tobias and mm-hmm. Linda or Tobias and Tim or Tobias and Alex, people that, you know, are going to have top five <laughs> times on the year and we can take, we can snag two of them right away. I think Tobias his his trajectory has only gone the right way as well, hasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take. Let's take right
1: for the world championship, right? Is that why? You missed What'd you it? say? Didn't you get? COVID? He had a what? really a severe, severe case yep. of
0: COVID. It was almost yeah. kind of gave him like belt palsy or something. Like he had some sort of wow. really severe side effect, and he just couldn't make it over.
3: Yeah. I like that back in Tobias. Let's do it. And then there's a <clears throat> lot of other options, but. To, to stay uh, away from our typical side, let's let's pick not all one gender. Then we go with Linda. Uh, let me hold on. Yeah. What do we think?
2: I guess I don't, as far as the scoring goes, I'm a little confused. Because some of these events, like if you have a European event versus a North American event, like for example, like an Alyssa Hawley who's committed to this, could she, I mean. She-
3: We're talking time. The I way
2: that
0: the,
3: time, yeah. the way
2: that New York
0: played out it's encouraging like I feel encouraged that the times are going to be more even this year.
3: You Why don't I think they, it'll be
0: a European slant. You really
3: don't. I not as much. Hmm. But I believe Europe won't get worse. We'll just get faster. Right. So we have known commodities who are going to run 63, 62, maybe. And then we have people who have run 68, 69. Can they drop down? How much do they drop down is the question.
2: So if you're going on time, how would you not pick the current world record holder? (laughs) That's why I'm leaning that way, yeah. Let's do it. Linda Meyer. Yeah, she has
0: really improved a ton. Like almost, you can't say enough about, about her improvement. And finishing second at the world championships last year and then coming out and breaking Lauren Weeks' record in her first race this year is kind of scary. I don't know a ton good about of her time. intangibles, but like she is locked and loaded when it comes to High Rocks and High Rocks prep. So
3: she looked good doing it. Now, typically the winner of High Rocks looks better than anyone else, <laughs> but the winner still has to suffer. And she looked good doing it. And that to me, that does matter.
2: Jack, you'll know this. What's Linda Meyer's background of sport? I actually don't. Oh. She
1: played some sports in Germany.
2: So she did the things and um, stuff before this. Got it. Yep. Yep. Cool. Shocking actually, <laughs> Jack. I felt like you would have known that. you yeah. up.
1: I know, I know. I should. I should. You shot an airball.
3: So not only shot do we have ball. two good time trialers, Kirk, but we have two people with world championship podium and or titles. So they've Love shown it. they can do both. This Love is why it. I wanted that three-four spot. Wee. Good picks,
0: pretty good picks, That's guys. Three-four, pretty
3: good but. picks. Who would you have taken uh, there? Would you have though. taken those same two?
1: Uh, or or what would you have does, gone though. for a younger? year? It European all depended guy? on. I, I was assuming that that Lauren and Kent were gone. Yeah. Those probably would have been the two that I would have taken. Okay. L- Linda. I definitely would have taken Toby Linda most likely, but there was someone else who I probably would have, who mm-hmm. who I was considering and I'll wait till Rich is done.
3: I'm going to take, think I know who you're going to take, but we'll see.
0: I'm going to go ahead and take uh Mirham van Roer
4: here.
3: That's yeah. what I thought Jack was going to take. Yeah. You see high level crossfitter probably and you start it. salivating. uh-huh Mm hmm. -hmm. Yeah, she
0: is. Last year was really her first year on the scene and she came out and won the European Championships, beat Viola Oberlander and ended up third at the World Championships. And I would just chalk that up just to a lack of experience. Like she I think she was probably the most fit person there that day. Uh, Based off of her crossfit ability, she I thought she was like in like the top 50 worldwide after the open, but she chose this route. She didn't continue Mm -hmm. to go down the semifinals or the quarterfinals to the semifinals, which she clearly should have. Um, So she has big ability to do work. Um, It's just going to be a matter of how well she improves her running
3: out there. If this year was any other year that we've already seen, I think I would have taken her over Linda. Same thing on the guy side. I would reward people with big power, and this year I'm going to lean a little bit into more running ability. I think.
0: Yeah, right. And that, that's and in that first race in Basel, where Linda did break the record, she beat on, like straight up. How about how much? Her? You know, a minute and a half, maybe. Minute, yeah, a minute and okay. a half. Yeah. So, and it could just be a matter of timing. <laughs> like it's it's very impressive for Linda to come out and run a PR and a world record in her first race, but. How what's that mean for her longevity yeah. for this season? Like can we can can we project that she'll have that trajectory the whole time? Or is Mirham yeah. gonna be better at kind of picking her spots when when it's needed to? And the in
3: theory September doesn't matter. All she has to do is keep getting faster. And in not knowing her if she's a traditional CrossFitter, going from like two runs a week to four is gonna have a lot of noob gains in there. Mm-hmm.
0: That's basically what I that's what I feel like happened to Lauren Weeks.
3: Yeah. So, so, in yeah, she has a big ceiling, theoretically. <clears throat> Jack, who you got? All right.
1: Um, yeah, a lot of big names off the board at this point. I think I'm going to go with Viola. Because um, if according to my list last year, if you take out transition time and just look at the rest of the race, um, she had the fastest net time right there. I believe she was second place at um world championships twice wasn't she maybe um, twice like 20 I and 21 know. i'm pretty sure oh, oh like the elite yeah.
0: um
3: the berlin one
0: and what she second? i think she was second at like that
1: elite 12 or whatever they did the the covet year yeah I thought yeah. 20 and 21 um but yeah she performs um and yeah she's just really really good <laughs> um and bracken you you were mentioning the uh take out the, the sled t- or the, like how fast you were. It's just a pure runner at that point. Was that kind of what you were leaning in on
3: in a way? Yeah. Yeah. The people that maybe okay. aren't able to access their, weren't able to access some of their running in the past might have it right back to them this year.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cause if you take, uh, she, she's like kind of mid pack as a runner. She's still under 35 for, her uh, AK right there, but, I just think the results that she's put up through the years um, and her world championship performance, she's going to be with this sport. It just makes sense to take her.
0: Mm-hmm. She's a pretty impressive um, athlete overall. I think she has a gymnastics background. So she can, she is like a very well-rounded athlete. A matter of her is just like, it, like, when is she going to win it? Right. She's just that on the second place on, on a lot of it. And like, we saw her kind of collapse a little bit at the European championships at the very end and the world championships last year. I mean, there couldn't have been a more wide-open race, honestly. And then for Viola to mm-hmm. – I think she got like eighth. I think she did an extra lap. And just like not – didn't perform how you want to see someone perform. So she's just on that brink of being a champion. She just hasn't really broken through yet. So yeah, fingers crossed for
1: her. Yep. Um, and then the other person I'm going go to go on the men's side, uh, Tim Venish. Mm. Picking him from Germany. Um, he had – He, he, it was between him and Alex for my, uh, my two two picks. Same deal. I'm just looking at how fast people's best times were over the course of the season last year when you take out transition time, um, just to kind of adjust their time. And he was behind Hunter and Ryan Kent and, um, just always performed super well. Uh, what, where did he end up getting at Worlds? He was fourth, I believe. I don't have your screen up, but yeah. Uh, good finish you know he's going to be competing in in high rocks for sure he's a little bit better than alex in terms of um running and a little worse in the sledge, but most of the rest of the zones he was better so that's why i chose him over alex
3: i think he's the right choice i was hoping that that he would be there so i feel like uh you've made every choice right so far honestly (sighs) he has my targeted list is who we've taken and who you've taken there's no one taken out of order yet
1: it's just who got back-to-back picks earlier. You you got him first because you were 3-4, and now you have to wait a while, and you're going to lose out on a few. But, it, yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. hard. Uh, but I think so far we've kind of picked Chock at the moment. T- Tim's I
0: probably the youngest athlete on the men's side in this on this mm-hmm. list. So he has a real big opportunity to make a huge jump in his performance. He, we saw he made a really big jump in really – blasting some crazy times last year i think he was 57 and change and he had a he had a rough coat with european championship he was sick and then he i think he did a pretty good job at the world championships where he he was probably the favorite european and al tronkovic just had a better race in him that day to be on, on that podium but i think he's only like 24 25 so he has the breakout ability where he might be someone who would challenge tobias and be able to run those type of fast times i think he's gonna be pretty good this year yeah
1: Tim Tim was 57 57 in Manchester last year which is I mean that's it doesn't really matter that that happens to be where they're going to be holding the world championship um and that was with 323 rock zone time. so that's like 54 and a half or so when you take out the rock zone it's a it's a really good performance
3: All right I'm up You taking yourself? I probably How confident should. Are you you really
2: should day. right now otherwise you're kind of a schmuck. Yeah, I was going to I was going to take my torque first. That's just, yeah. that all plays. It all it all
0: plays. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at some athletes. I'm like, well, if I'm taking it, I might as well just take myself there. How's your
2: fitness, Rich? How's it coming along? Rock solid.
1: He's all moving.
0: to work out with him Rich is, Rich is fit. We're fit. We're fit out here. So maybe, but I think <laughs> I'm. A, I might just I might just punt. On this one, completely. All and, right, rich and, passes and now and, it hurts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out and really kind of reach here. I like it um, yeah. because I, I believe this person is going to really make a splash. Her name's Meg I guess Jacoby. The no, <sighs> was, I'm was saying guess M. But yeah, I'm taking Meg Jacoby here. Darn. <laughs> who, uh, she looked good. No? <laughs> she looked ridiculous. But she like, didn't
3: really take second?
0: No, no, she would have won that
3: race. She smashed, and she accidentally turned in a lap early. Got a three-minute penalty. I don't believe turning in a lap early helps your next station. I really don't. No, not on sleds.
0: Yeah, not, yeah, not on the sleds for sure. After the sleds, too. Like it would be okay to get that another minute and twenty.
3: Yeah. It's
0: just so she, I wanted her real bad. <laughs> And the 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 penalty, I was thinking about this, it's disproportionate if it's always three minutes, if it's a three lap course versus a four lap course, mm-hmm. like it would and she
3: still almost won. So oh, you're saying
0: arbitrary won. flat rate penalties are bad? Oh. <laughs> See when there's not when all the courses are different. I sure. mean, that's
3: the difference between a one and a half minute penalty and like a forty eight or fifty second penalty based on three laps or four laps, whatever that will come down to. That's probably terrible math, but it's it's really not equal. And there have been two two and a half lap courses. Right, so you might right. as well skip one of those.
0: I know. Then if you're rocked. rocked. Like, and she would have. She probably would have won it. If that was the case. But she was ahead of Alondra going into the burpee broad jumps, and Alondra got fourth in the world's la- in world championship last year. And is fit and has like one of the top has the top deck of uh mile and one of the top. Well, she's one of the top hybrid athletes and Meg was kind of taking it to her. Who knows what would have happened if that, if they would have raced together for the entire duration, but this was Meg's first ever event. Yeah. And she was a division one runner and uh she, she looks like it. I know. <clears throat> and now, and now she spent a lot of time in the gym. She's actually a pretty advanced weightlifter. She's gotten into like, uh, she followed like the conjugate method for a long time and some, some a uh, really cool uh, like uh kind of stat to sum her up is that she's run she probably is in like 17 mid shape but she's run under 17 in a 5k and can bench press over 200 pounds <laughs> so, so f- like she What's has his
3: name was on pieces. the stream saying post bulking up she's our she's still uh broke 17 in a 5k
0: like a year or two ago yeah like she has all of the pieces it's things are kind of like set in for her it's just a matter of and she can and she does a ton of volume She, and she's an absolute
3: workhorse. So she looked like the type of person that could win a world championship. We don't know what she did in preparation for this. Like, did this get her almost to her ceiling? But I would argue no one's got close to their ceiling in their first high rocks. I I just think she could cut off like four minutes this year.
0: Say if she didn't. Uh, skip L- that lap her time would have been a sixty-four forty or something like that so like a minute off the world yeah. record in her first shot so she ran a four lap six.
1: indoor course
3: no yeah yeah, yeah what I was just, each lap?
1: a minute and a half roughly she gets yeah, a little bit less three minutes so it's really yeah yeah so you're looking at roughly a minute and a half you can add to her or take off of her time if you remove the penalty and add a run lap yeah she's right around in the 64s
3: and she was using her runs She was rolling. She just, I mean, she looks physically more like a CrossFitter, but when she runs, you think that woman can run, run. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, skipping a lap only hurts her performance compared to if she had another lap to roll people down or gap them more. I know that's nonsensical because she skipped a lap and got further ahead, but like if she's matched up with someone, she wants another lap compared to, Oh, what if we could both skip a lap, that would help me. She would want more laps.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Like she was putting on time uh, even in the early parts of the, of, of the run. So, I mean, she looks the part she's like, everything's kind of come to the point of her career for this thing. Like she's coming in the most high rocks ready of any athlete. I think that we've seen probably outside of Hunter.
3: And did you see her? I, I thought this was terrible. What they did, honestly, they told her in the middle of burpee broad jumps mm-hmm. and you couldn't necessarily hear them saying it or I couldn't. I had to turn low because the rest of the family was watching something else during that time. And I just had my phone up watching, but she stopped. She looked up, she was on her hands and knees, looked up at them and her face just like Completely dropped.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: she, she took like three or four seconds, just confirming what they said. And her next several reps were like exactly what you would expect to feel. If in the middle of the race, you were just told you screwed your race up. Mm-hmm. And then she got back on it. And that right there told me everything I need to know about her as an athlete, that she had a demoralizing moment in the middle of a really, really difficult station and then got back to work and decided, I'm going to try to run that, that deficit right back down.
0: And when you look at the splits, it was like, she's one, two, in pretty much everything all the way down. It looked like a Hunter type of split sheet. And the the spot where she wasn't was burpee broad jumps because of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I had, I, I talked to her for a little bit after the race. And she was her one of her biggest, she was most upset about not doing the wall balls unbroken. <laughs> She's like, I could do this unbroken. I'm pissed that I didn't I'm like three. hit her up next time. I know her. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: So, so question for you. So it was known midway through the race that she skipped a lap. Should they give her a penalty or be like, okay, make it up after this lap, go, go run 1500 yeah. right now.
0: Mm-hmm. A lot
3: of people were saying that. Is that fair? I don't know. It seems fair. They there should work. still be a penalty because you wouldn't want someone to tactically use that. Make but it, it like
2: be. 15 seconds would be enough to deter somebody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. I think that's yeah,
3: 30 at most. Yeah. yeah I, I think you work, should make up the lap.
1: Arbitrary. Yeah.
3: Make up the lap and maybe 10 extra wobbles. Or something, something that deters someone from trying to take Mm -hmm. advantage. Like if I can get out of sight and break someone's rhythm, I'll take a lap here and do my joker lap later. You know, that kind of thing. Mm You would want it to be enough of a penalty that you don't have any incentive to do that, but it doesn't wreck your day. So whatever that would be.
0: We saw them at the world championships when it was in Leipzig that I think Rachel Vondrock, she missed a sled pull length. And then after Burpee jumps, they brought her sled back out and she finished her sled. So there's precedent for this. Mm -hmm. They should have just been like,
3: just do one more lap. It's really easy. Yeah.
0: Maybe screws up the timing somehow. I don't, I would imagine, but I I don't know.
3: Well, and in that moment, what happened to her, the penalty was she had extra rock zone time. She had to go back, get to the sled, get done with the sled, and then get back out of it. And you could have done that there. You could have said, stop, go run one more lap. I'm marking your spot. Come right back here. That's the penalty. Yeah, yeah, the penalty is that she had to leave the rock zone and come back in and then
0: resume. She would have lost the lead. She would have been able to kind of come like because Alondra was right on her. That's what they should have done. But like, stop what you're doing now. Go back out and.
3: Yeah, and immediate remedy it and get back to work. I think that's probably the most fair. What happened at so. World Championships with Hunter?
0: This past. Oh, or Kent. They, uh, they the judge told them that after three lengths of burpee broad jumps to go.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So they added. They it. For- was it that or is it Farmer's? It was burpee broad jumps. Okay, burpees, and it was yeah. maybe. Would they add a minute? Thirty seconds? They added time. I thought it was they a just, minute. Yeah, it was, flat. it was a minute. It
3: was a, it yeah was a minute. I think because then only won by like eight or twelve seconds or whatever. It yeah, was it was over close. Third
0: place, but I was on the rower, dying my ass off, and be like, maybe I have a chance. And then I just continued to suffer and and just die. So I didn't.
3: I, I, you know what? I'm I've come around to what you guys said. Whatever they're doing, let them either stop right there and go do it and come back and, and continue. Or if they were on like a rower where it's kind of tough to stop right there, complete your rower, go run out, do a lap, come back to the rower, and now finish and go and do your last. But you, I, yeah, I think you would have to insert it right in the middle so that you couldn't possibly gain an advantage, but it also doesn't screw up the race. You have the opportunity to keep going. Mm-hmm. How about this? Like that. You just Good job, guys. You
1: basically, yeah, you, you have to do the rock zone for that zone. You have to run through the, there, strap yourself into the rower if you missed a lap, get out, and leave. You're not doing extra work on the rower, but you've, you've met the distance You have to go out the out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that might be a little confusing, but I get it. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, go. Yeah, don't go out the in. That might script the timing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Anyway, Meg Jacoby is going to be an absolute problem this year. Nobody on the female side is excited. If they watch that, no one's excited. No one's happy to see her out there. Bes- besides me, because she's on my squad. All right, back to back, KB.
3: Kirk, what are you thinking here, darling? Um, I have to
2: pee so bad, so my brain's not really working. That's <laughs> why so I've been quiet. That's what I'm thinking. About. All right, I was trying. I was trying to hang on till our pick. That's why I'm usually saying, you're about yeah. an hour and
1: a half in Kirk and then you, oh. then you disappear. So
2: what I do is I always work out before this and I have like my coffee and then I drink a bunch of water afterwards and then it, it hits me about an hour and a half. Um But I am waffling on a couple of things. I think I can pull it together before I pee. Um, well, why don't
3: you go pee while I make our first pick, which I think we would agree on Alex. Yeah. All right. So go pee. And I'll slowly no, pick. I can do it. No, I can do going to
0: waffle and hedge and talk about how he likes everybody, but
3: Alex. Gonna Rankin Rankin.
2: Make it. Okay. Got it. Are you going to talk about him for 90 seconds? We
3: nope. can. <laughs> he subs, he's sub 59. He's consistently sub 60. He's a world championship podium finisher. And I think he's only going to get better.
0: He's as consistent of a championship racer. I think that anybody in the sport, even someone like Hunter who did have that year where he just <laughs> didn't have it. Talks <laughs> a big game.
1: A that yeah. Yeah.
0: But, uh, (laughs) the, 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 so Alex is going to be, he's good. He's just, he's, and he kind of looks the part more. He looks more like a Kent than he does. Like a a Tim vinish. He's just like big jacked goes about his business. I like, I think he's been on the world, world podium three times, at least twice, at least two. At least, yeah. at least the past two years. And then I think he didn't get an invite to the Elite 12. I think that's what that was. Yeah. Because they were they were bringing in influencers. They needed to get their influencers to see how they, they That's did. right.
3: <laughs> All right. So on this next one. What, what are feels, the gender totals, by the way? so We have three, two. Or have, we have two, one. Two, one. You
0: have two two, one female. Guys, one, one. Okay. Yeah. Jackie, you so, have two females, one male. Okay. Yeah. I switched
1: over to the screen now. I see it.
3: There are a couple guys that I think are posed poised to have really good seasons, really good seasons. And the world champion is still sitting there because now if Kirk wasn't here, I would just pick Chris because every single time she, she does something, she finds a way to get it done. And she's like, Oh, I'm not going to get there. And she shows up and does it. All right, Kirk, what do hey. you think of the big guy? Uh, like...
0: He feels better.
2: Oh my God, my, the whites of my eyes are turning yellow. All right. Um, that's like a thing I think a grandpa would say. Um, I don't know here. Here's the thing. My mind was going to like sort of like a roll of the dice, which we do once in a while. But it's a big roll of the dice. And that is like we could win this whole thing if a certain individual commits to yeah. racing these races. Right. It's like one of those truly rolls the dice. We have no idea. All we know is this gentleman comes in and crushes everything he does and will do the same in this space. And so there's somebody that jumps out to me that's never run one of these races before. And I think, you know who I'm talking about, or we balance our squad and pick a female. I can't decide. What are you thinking? Well, I want to
3: roll the dice on a female. Okay. Oh, it's
2: time to take Chris, okay. but she's openly said she can't make any of the events.
3: Can, can she go. really not make North Americans?
0: No, and Chris, she'll figure. out. And Chris will figure it out.
1: She's going to do OCR that... worlds and fly to Tahoe to do a twenty-four hour on the same weekend. She'll just run a morning race, and then
0: her not doing mm. events has never
1: been a problem.
2: Yeah. yeah, she
3: just always shows up.
2: So I
1: think do we know
3: fun. where her
2: heart is. Like, do we know? Does, is her heart equally distributed amongst the mountains
1: and the hybrid space? Do we? Do we know any she's of this? She's doing the Deca Deca Fit World Championship and Deca Miles, so she she, she's invested in hybrid. But I don't know, Kirk. That's now, a good a,
3: question. Yeah. She's maybe the most joyful actually. competitor I've ever seen, mm. but everyone has an ego. Everyone has one somewhere. Whether she and Ryland want to admit they have ego or not, they have one. And hers is saying, everyone's putting an asterisk on my world championship. Because Lauren wasn't there, and the race kind of devolved into this one-on-one battle as we broke away. And it just, like, I turned out to be the better that day. But I don't know if anyone thinks I'm actually the best at High Rocks. And I like hearing about a Chris with that mindset. Now, that's total speculation. but So that's who I would take here. But I'm, of course, open. The only issue is that after Chris, I see a logjam of, like, pretty solid monsters. But she can beat all of them. If she shows up. Well, two
2: things. One in this scenario, doesn't it make a bigger difference? Only four total men have been picked and five women already. So picking a sixth woman, if we're going off of top, like you want to pick the field that hasn't been saturated yet, which actually means the men's field is open to pick a higher ranked athlete potentially. Am I, am I misunderstanding? And then two, Chris's best time is a one oh seven, right? And we have a lot of players on the board who have potential to go faster. But was that just because that particular race? Like, has she been consistently that low? If we're going off of time here, is there so any? We're hope going to be men.
3: Played? I'm okay with going men, but if we go man, I actually want to take Tom Hogan. Hmm. You like he's a two twenty one marathoner, don't you? He's already sub sixty, and the sleds might be a little easier. I don't know. <laughs>
2: You're just going to pick holes in any of my theories here. So
0: why no, don't I go gonna shoot holes gut? in my well, own theory? Kirk, would, to answer your question a little bit to help you guys out because you guys are having a tough time. The she had her PR at that Vegas course, which I think was two minutes slower. So her PR probably is closer to 65. You think so? Okay. From and from that, like I think her PR that qualified her in was like a 110, and I think or like a or 108. I think at North American she Championships, she went like
3: 113, 108. 107 at a slow course,
0: yes. On a very slow course, yes. Hunter and
3: Kent were the only two that broke an hour there,
0: yes. Yeah, so a very slow course. I think, I think her PR is probably closer to 65.
2: So you would pick a Tom Hogan over, like, let's say a Rich Ryan in this case, huh? I dare you,
3: who is hung like a horse.
0: Hung like
2: a
3: horse. There are I three heard. gentlemen I want to take, <laughs> and I don't know really how i would put any of them out there other than one of them already broke 60 okay but
2: i Here's mean the I, thing. this is your space more than mine so i will def- i will defer to you i really will i'm confident whatever you pick um i just think if you take a guy now just go you pick see this is the problem when you have two of us on one team chris, it Turns into this
3: turns into this situation chris yep I, I was she, like, are you guys I, I,
1: handing me the reigning world champ.
3: Every single time that we have the debate about Chris and we take her, we're happy we took her. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, no, it just true. has to
2: do with what is she showing up or not. Yeah. That's sort of that's the the whole deal. Of
3: all the people on the planet who I would uh, trust to show up despite uh, irregularities in schedule, uh, she's she's number one by a lot
1: and be unaffected
3: however i am very open to owning this if she doesn't show up i take full blame on this i
0: just this just occurred to me now is like when uh like she'll probably get the the needed amount of races but she might do doubles before a couple of these races <laughs> she, she might come back and have a this might be her second or third race of the day that she's yeah. doing to, that will build into your time. You guys need that world championship, whatever we have the world championship, uh, amplifier. We need that to be
1: advantageous for you guys. We'll, potentially. We'll see Chris this weekend at uh, a hybrid event in Colorado Springs. So we'll see how she does there. You know He's what? She, go arena. yeah.
2: Go ahead. She, she has not disappointed one single time yet. Mm. Not one single time, other than not showing up, which would then of course be a disappointment. I don't think one time she's, allowed us to entertain the fact that Chris did this or Chris did that. I don't think once has she ever not shown up
3: ever. I can't think of a race. Even her duds yeah. are spectacular, like Mexico. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a great dud. Was that a dud? What she got? That's goodness? my point. Yeah. Name a worse mm-hmm. race than that for her this year. <laughs> I don't think there is
2: one. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Was she third there?
2: I thought she was fourth or fifth. Fourth. No, I don't think she was on the podium.
0: Yeah.
2: And she led by like an N- extra amount early. Yeah. Uh, yeah, where was she, I job? thought she was That's... second in Mexico. Was she? Well, I thought she, she was. was but... Second would be quite a quite a dud. I mean, one there's a currency dud.
3: exchange rate. No one really knows. We don't know what it, we don't know what really happened yeah. down there. Yeah. Point is, we drafted her again.
1: I like it. All right. I'm up. I would not have been disappointed with Chris. So... Kind of mad you, uh, you took her. All right, I'm actually going someone who's not on this hey, list. Hey, hey uh, whoa, 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 whoa!
4: You're
1: I was going to say, you're going to take my pick because of a spelling error. Um, but
3: it's, it's just not your pick. It's I just not
1: your pick. Issue. Oh, geez, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he's
0: trying. He's trying to rub my face in the spelling error. I don't even. I, do you not know who I mean with this? I don't even know what you're talking about.
3: She's Look, not even on this list. Not even on the list. Oh, I'll, I'll well, there's a
0: spelling error. <clears throat> All right, fuck this. I'm taking me.
2: God, yeah, damn it. yeah,
0: we're doing this thing. I'm, I take all the other picks that you guys made as disrespect, adding it to my shoulder.
2: Yeah, but I don't know. Like you never even broke an hour, man.
3: Doesn't matter. Here <laughs> we go. we're, fucking, we're going. <laughs> I don't even thing. have a. <laughs> if I had to vote on most improved this year in the U.S. sphere, it, sphere, it would be you. <clears throat> well,
0: that's, I think I was that last year, so maybe I can get that twice in a row. We could mm-hmm. see.
3: Rich, what do you 58. think your five k is at right
2: now? If you let's say you gave you three weeks, what do you think you could crank out?
0: Right now at sea level.
2: Three weeks, sea level. Yeah,
1: fifteen twenty-eight. Uh, you uh-huh. said fifteen thirty two days ago. So now that's Just right. Faster, uh, two
0: seconds faster.
2: I've only. I'm making progress. We'd be reaching for the line together. All right. You got to be faster crazy. than that now. I, don't know. I ran fifteen twenty-eight my last time trial.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, you
2: bet it. You bet it.
0: I'm taking motherfucking me. So, yeah, I'm going to be racing in LA, probably the championships.
1: You're going to be taking I'm some sorry. scalps in LA. A lot of people are going to be there. So, everyone <clears> on their debut. The
3: train. This is the day. I'll be there but to welcome either them. you squash the hype train or the hype train squashes your entire season. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to come back from it if Ryland just rams you, <laughs>
0: <laughs> ain't going to happen. And I don't it, believe so either. The uh, he's gonna know, have to break not, 60. Extra motivation, I would think so. Extra motivation was, for the year,
1: yeah. Did you guys see Rich's uh video that he got tagged in on wall balls the other day? All right. So we did we did a pretty hard session. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan's. How many unbroken wall balls at the end of probably 40 minutes of compromise work? Pretty pretty hard effort there. How many unbroken wall balls do you think Rich got at the end of that? 72. 80. Very short. 82. 82. Ooh,
0: yeah. wow. I was hoping for 100. Yeah. What was that heart rate going into those? It wasn't it was it was like after I was like, it was like
1: break. I was like a oh, cash, okay. I was like
0: cash out. Nonetheless. Yeah. There well, yeah. was no problem. Easy yeah. work. No, oh, Ritz God. looked good. He looked strong. Thank you.
1: So we got some work to do. Let's move on. All right. Jack, uh, the, 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 the spelling error was Alondra Greenlee. It's L-E-E at the end of her name. So You didn't know That's who not. I meant? Yeah. I figured it out.
3: It doesn't say doctor in front of it.
1: It's, it's L E. Hey, Cole Schwartz with a doctor in the results once. So maybe... He it was like, like Dr. Really? Professor Cole Schwartz once. Um, Big yep. I'm looking at their, nice. I'm looking at the uh, New York City results right now. Okay, cool. So, yep. Nice. Good pick. I, I liked, uh, she she was entertaining on, I think you interviewed her as well, but I know Matt interviewed her um, Better. back in the day. Yeah. I, I'm buying in. I mean, fourth at the World Championship last year and, if one New York City, you know she's going to be focusing on hybrid, um, probably the best on the board. So that's what I'm going
0: with. I, I that's who I would have taken if I didn't take myself, but I took myself. So she's, yeah. I mean, last year she debuted with a 67 at New York, and then qualified to the World Championships with that time, finished fourth, basically with no experience, very little running experience. So, but she is just a workhorse. She can just put out energy and that's what she does so i think if yeah. she's a little bit more dialed in improves that running her running was actually even pretty good at new york this past race but just meg was just so fast that it was like hard to really see how well that she was actually doing but mm-hmm. her running was was pretty solid yeah so i think she's gonna be good and she, she's gonna we'll see her at deca too that'll be really interesting mm-hmm. i think we could see her on the, a podium at a couple of the deca events yep
1: definitely um Next pick, I know Kirk and Bracken, you were going to take Hunter, but I can't leave him on the board at this point. If he does show up, I mean, he's he's as good as he gets in the sport. I'm picking Hunter McIntyre. All right.
2: Mute Bracken. Professional Bracken is muted. <laughs> we had a motorcycle in the background. Once an episode, you're good for that.
3: Minimum. I had a conversation with him yesterday.
2: Oh, Gosh. look at this. Uh-oh. I didn't Too put him on the list. Highlight it, highlight it, Rich. Make it official.
1: Oh. It's all right. he changes his mind a lot. He does. I'm fine. Hunter McIntyre is the 12th pick in a year in which, even if he doesn't show up, I still have a chance. If if he does change his mind, Dragons fucked up. what
3: did you say? What did you What did you guys talk about? Well, the fact that he doesn't have aims on necessarily doing it was enough for me. Huh. I think that if we see him, we see him twice. Hmm. And that's not enough. It ain't going to do it. However, if he shows up three times, he is the safest pick. Period. On the planet. But now we know Hunter does not show up unless
2: he is ready. Like, he will not show up again unless he's all in. I don't think he will. He's got an ego the size of a tall building, and he's not going to show up without being ready. And his focus isn't there yet. So it's like, that is a gamble. I think (laughs) it is a true gamble, because... He don't want to lose. If he shows up, he's not going to want to lose. He's if he right shows up, it's going, to
0: be, yeah, it's, it's going to be for a paycheck, right? Correct. Like it's yeah. a big paycheck at the end of the year that you're going to have to be prepared, that everyone's going to be preparing for. I, so it's not I just mean, even like to go
1: out and just to kick everybody's teeth in like how we want to, but he's really going to have to prepare for it. I guarantee it. you if someone starts running their mouth, you know, Hunter will see that and be like, all right, this, this is my course. This is my domain. I am taking. I don't that think that anyone's that, that stupid. I don't it's think the anybody. one
3: thing we're missing right yeah. now is he's the only mouth in the sport. <laughs> We need we need someone to start talking,
0: dude. I sit here and talk with two fucking hours with you guys every week. <laughs> uh, Ken will Ken will we'll talk. Ken Ken will mix it up a little bit. Not on the same level though. No, I thought that that's something that's missing a little bit on the on the women's side, at least in OCR in general, is someone to kind of like be polarizing. Mm-hmm. And like I think there's a couple athletes that are like that, maybe, but no no one like. No one like Hunter. It just makes it more more entertaining and more exciting when he's when he is racing. But dude, the fitness that he was in at the World Championships last year was crazy. Yeah, That was, I think, the most fit person that's ever existed.
1: <laughs> so if you can bring that back. Um, you, you wrote because I'm looking, I should have five pictures right now. You wrote BK next to Alondra. So change it oh, to me. That's
0: fine. I would have, I would have, I was going like, to right take her there. Okay. <sighs> all right good to go what do we do here goodness
3: anything else you want to say about hunter
1: I think everybody knows how good he is when he shows up
3: it's been said the only potential caveat I'm giving him some chips on his shoulder here is that he is aging to the point where he can still do everything he always could but he won't respond as quickly anymore. And he has been known to switch lanes often and then get really fired up about something and fly back in. Mm -hmm. And each year you do that, you lose a little bit of the base you had, even if it's a different base you currently have, and you respond a little slower. And we saw it cost him once last year. We'd never seen it cost him before. So the only caveat to all of this is does he leave it a little too late and rely on his crazy inferno he cultivates in training to pull him through. If he mistimes it, he's not necessarily the lock he used to be. If he doesn't mistime it, he's the man to beat.
0: Yeah. Like he did two years ago where he he missed he missed it. Fourth yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. And Tobias Tobias, Alex Ronkovic, Tiago Lusa, who's also on this list, just made him pay. I'm up. What am I supposed to do here? I'm kind of all right. I'm gonna go with Alyssa Holly here. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much next best available. Fifth place at the World Championships last year, and I think we only saw her race twice last year. Where she was third at the U.S. Championships, beating Chris, and then fifth at the World Championships. And before the World Championships, she was at Go Ruck Games, just giving it to people. Working people at all those events. And then she just got eliminated in that head to head, whatever situation. But her hybrid fitness is really strong. And I'm,
2: I'm hoping we'll see her a little bit more in, in, in racing. She's
0: been and off she's the excited. radar. She's
1: going all in.
2: Right. She used to keep us posted pretty well as like fans of the sport on what was going on with her. And then she went through injury and that was pretty public. And she posted about that. And we all felt in the know. But now I think she's just kind of silently in monk mode. And I think she's, from what we know, healthy and consistent. And this may be her best crack at her best performances in years, if that is indeed the case, correct? She's just been more silent. We're seeing more like life stuff on on her social media and less about like her out on course but from what i understand she's trending the right direction is she not so i mean i, I think that's that's the
0: one mm-hmm. thing that gives me a little bit of pause i'm like i'm not exactly sure what she's been up to so but when she does post it's about hybrid stuff and when we see her it's doing hybrid things we will see her at deca right jack
1: she's in that top 12 beliefs um i don't i thought that there were like two people who haven't accepted i don't know if she's one of them um but i'm assuming she will be okay
2: all right. Corral. Two picks. What are your thoughts? I am so worthless when it comes to this conversation. And I know that. I don't know the space as well as you guys.
0: Yet. You um, will. That's why we're doing this. This is just an education for you.
2: You know what would help is if I knew these, if I could watch these things on like a Monday instead of a Saturday, which now I realize I can. can. then right, right in it. So I'll be getting up to speed fellas. Don't you worry. But um, part of me wants to gamble again. I think I don't know what I think. I don't know what I think Bracken. I still got, I got this thing for Rylan right now where I just like dudes impress me time and time again, the way he blew past Kent and deck of it is running strong He'll pick up everything else. He always shows up. And if he does the first one and has success, he's going to want to come back. And if he does the first one and lays an egg, he's going to want to come back and prove it was a fluke. I just don't see him not coming back. And that's why I think rolling the dice on a guy like him for one of our picks makes sense in my brain because that dude races it all and wants it all. And he's okay. got the range. So I would like to gamble on him because it could be something that just wins us the whole damn thing if he commits. Take him. And then uh, I will defer to on you. Him. I'm putting my stamp on you, Ryland. All right, And then Ryland. I will defer to you as far as you're talking about the next one.
1: I think you have to go with a woman for your next one.
3: Yes. No, we don't. You do. <laughs> okay.
2: Can I ask who is... I don't know much about Sophia. What... It, Kaiser?
3: Kaiser? Cassier. Cassier.
0: Casher. Cassier. She uh, I don't know too much about her either. She ran that sixty-five and change at that Basil race that Linda broke the record. She was third behind her and uh, behind Linda and behind
2: Miram. She's the question then Imkey, just why she isn't on the radar anymore as much.
3: And mine is what's with Rachel?
2: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't know how much Imkey's racing. It doesn't seem like that much mm-hmm. for
3: high rocks and
0: um Rachel I have no idea I don't know what her status is
3: so I I want to take Rachel but I'd also be okay with Terry Jackson
2: Terry Jackson's been putting down some
3: impressive work but Bridget Brown might just be end up with the best season out of all of them so those are my three this is your round Kirk those are my three suggestions Bridget Brown Terry Jackson or Rachel Vanderack Vanderach Vanderack.
0: It was funny at the World Championships because they're German. They said her name in a German way, and it's not exact. It's not how we say it at all.
3: Vanderack.
2: Bamboch. How many races has, has Tara Jackson run? Would you say a lot? Roughly, a lot. She'll and she will race. Like she'll get.
0: Like the other, the other one. Well, and
2: I would lean towards Bridget, I guess. And Bridget's raced once, correct? She only debuted with a six with a 108 and that we see that learning curve in this, knowing what I do about this is like minutes are going to be taken off. Look at Chris Roglowski's progression. It's like Bridget's ceiling might have a little bit more potential. All right. Put your stamp on it. Um, It's a soft stamp, but let's
3: go with Bridget Brown. One flaccid stamp from us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. I would have felt better if we were saying that about a male competitor. I'm not totally comfortable with that. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> now it's out there. You'll, have to, you'll apologize
0: for
2: that one next episode.
0: Yeah. The 14th pick. All right. Good pick. I think Bridget's going to do well. I mean, like she, I, she's in a really, really strong athlete. Um, so I think when she gets a couple more reps at this thing, she's going to do like a 68 debut is really solid. You know, she got fourth in this race behind, you know, Meg Alondra and Camilla Massa, who's done a ton of these races. So, you know, looking back historically, 68, I think that's what Chris ran at North American Championships to get fourth last year. Different course, different sleds, but still, like it puts her in a, a good territory for a debut for sure. So I like
2: it. Three. I'm up.
3: Yeah. Oh boy. I think there's a man out here who's going to have a very good season and I wanted to take him. I didn't know we had to take a female there. So I'm hoping he's just sitting there waiting for us.
0: Come, come around wild card, man. What do I do here? I truly have no idea what to do. Any torque (laughs)
1: athletes you want to ignore
0: that? I want to not pick. (laughs) All right, I'm going to take Michael Sambach here. Made my job a lot harder, okay. So he is another one of these athletes that I think has really big potential to improve. We saw him improve a lot just over the course of last year, running 60 in his first season. He's like a soccer player, then got super jacked, and now he's a hybrid athlete, t- taking a little bit more seriously. The thing with him is just, he just like doesn't finish races sometimes. He just like gets all the way through and just like stops doing them. He did that at the European Championship, he just stopped doing the wall balls and that was just like this m- massive mental hiccup that just it's unfortunate to see happen to an athlete. And he was he was in this ba- the Basel race during lunges and he stopped then too. I don't know if it was as much of a mental hip- hiccup as it was physical. But sometimes he doesn't finish races which would be bad for my team. <laughs> But I think he has potential. If to you be. had
3: to pick one trait not to have in a keeper league,
0: that might be it. That's not. <laughs> but he's really feel, good. But he's really good. His potential is really high. I think he could. I think we'll see him
2: under fifty nine this year. So wall balls is just the weirdest place to drop. <laughs> you do an hour worth of work. And you just say, "Ah, fuck it." I'm. Off.
0: He was in. He was in second. Oh my <laughs> like, you know, if you if you if you stumble in there and stop, at, if you're like in 12th, I mean, maybe it's just not your day, but
1: it was his day. Yeah. <coughs> Interesting. But I like no, I, I He's He got, got the best. He, he would have been who I would have taken here. Um, That's the upside, in my opinion.
3: I disagree. <laughs> Lucky for us. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. Which Ryan does. Who's up? Kirk DeWayne does.
0: Already off the board. Are we taking Kirk DeWayne here, Jack? Jack, you're
1: up. Got to take yeah, a day. with it. Yep. Sweet. Um uh, going Tom Hogan. All right.
3: That is just too much of a jack pick to avoid jack picking it.
4: Yeah. It checks no, every
3: he... mark year you could ever have had. A fantastic roadrunner, not American, still yeah. on the board. Those that are your Ireland. So you should
1: have taken like four rounds ago. It's, it's going to be pretty easy for him to travel to Manchester from Ireland. Um, Rich, your seed time from Chicago, you went... Twenty nine thirty eight for your 8k and um which McCallum, uh i already lost his name right tom he went twenty nine thirty six, 36 so he's two seconds faster so he's just as good of a runner as you um and False. i think highly of you this season so yeah his return a 221 marathon
3: he ran within two seconds of him in the in the high rocks that's what we're talking about
0: that's exactly yeah. Let's not. Go that was uh. That. that was Tom. Uh, Tom's in his forties. Uh. That, so he's, he's young forties. Yeah. Yeah. he's still in his forties. But like, I think that time was in the nineties. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But no. I mean, but he just, has the just, high end. He has a crazy fifty k too. I don't speak fifty k times as much. He has like a road or like a, like a, some sort of ch- like really really fast fifty k that he's run. He's
1: a really yeah. talented runner. He's he's he, a good athlete. He doesn't have many weaknesses. Like he's. Pretty in the middle on a lot, like against the best in the sport uh, at his splits. I'm just looking at it, low four for the wall balls. That's faster than Kent did in Chicago. Um, good at burpee broad jump. He doesn't lose time when you lose time. He's pretty solid on the sleds as well. So I think just that running ability, people are going to f- figure things out with the sleds this year. That's going to be the biggest difference maker. So Tom Hogan, it is. All right, wild card, wild card. All right, I love.
3: Wow. The European picks because they're not going to get faster because their sleds aren't changing.
1: You're just trying um, to psych me out. Um, no, nah, I
3: just I, that justification. I don't see it, but maybe theirs will get faster as well.
0: I freaking hope not. The one, the the one race where uh, one of these athletes has their PR from. I was back looking at it. It was uh, in Madrid last year, or one of them, and the sled was a minute and forty four. Mm-hmm. Oh. 144. And my sled from the race I qualified for is like 350.
3: I want to say that's what Callie and I did on our woman's weight doubles sled push, where we didn't take a single break. We just cranked the whole time between the two of us.
0: <laughs> right. Sprinting. They did that in yeah. the second station of a race.
1: Wow. Um, Wild well, card. So, how pregnant is Rachel? She's probably pretty pregnant. At this point, so realistically, if she has a baby, I don't know her. I, I I thought it was around fall or so, based on the timing when when I heard about it earlier. So probably like the next month. That's about maybe two months to recover. Lauren Weeks sorta of did that. Um, I don't know. It's just a fast turnaround. I, I think it's too risky at this point. Um, if we're just looking at consistency and people who are going to race, two months a lot, is too short. Two months is too short, yeah. Um, Sarah Colty, I'm going to go with her just because she, you know she's going to race a lot and she's performed at the world championship level in the past. Okay.
0: I thought you'd take a dude because you basically have a wild card as one of your top
1: picks. Sorry. Right. You don't Didn't want to chance? Maybe, maybe I just have the... And it's not like all these athletes are going to be in the same race at the same time for the most part.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just bringing that up. Um
3: come on save my day, Rich. All save right.
2: I think I know who you're eyeing too Bracken. I could is it a dude? I'm not saying a
3: thing because Rich will do it just to spite me.
0: Mm-hmm, correct. Did wait, what'd you guys take? Okay. I took Bridget over Tara, Okay. Who are my women? Women are rock solid. All right. If this person's listening right now, he's probably screaming. There are two green. people screaming right now. 100%. Yeah, and, and
1: those are probably the two who are gonna get picked.
0: <laughs> I'm taking Megita.
1: Ah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's <laughs> holy
3: <to> yeah, <laughs> that's what I wanted. The man just came off a stress fracture and ran 60 flat. Yeah. And he looked big. He's only gonna get faster. Mm-hmm. His his farmer's carry was really good. Like he's improved some things that he sucked on in the past by just not being able to run in a while. I think he's gonna have a monster year.
0: I think so too. And like, like we saw this with him a couple of times, he seems to race really well when he's kind of out of his preferred style of training, which is just like sim, 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 sim. Last year when he ran 61 and change, it was after marathon training. And this time was after an injury. So hoping there's learning here and he'll, he'll come up and like, it's just a matter of showing up on the big races and,
1: and putting it out there. So he has the, high end yeah, for sure. Yeah, he has the high-end has ability to focus too. on running. That's now he gets his running back. He's going to be a, a transformed racer. Realistically, like he should be able to push someone like Ryan Kent. you
2: know, could have been the best thing for him to have to be stuck in the gym, going to the lab, not running mm-hmm. long-term development wise. Yeah. I got you. Magida. That's my guy.
1: All right. So he still the Dylan Scott
3: pick. Is there anyone else, but Dylan Scott for you, Kirk? No, I can't figure out why he's still sitting there. So Yeah. I I, it's interesting because if you just looked at anyone else with his frame and said the sleds get easier this year, he's the no brainer. And he was already fifth at World Championships. I think the only thing holding any of us back was the fact that he hasn't been particularly like special at DECA, and that's a lighter version of this. And so like we know foot speed isn't his forte. He's a grinder type of foot speed guy. Mm -hmm. He's all meters.
1: That helps a ton. What'd you say having a thousand meters instead of 500 for him with that? That's what differentiates him.
3: I'm just trying to come up with reasons he hasn't been picked, but, Mm -hmm. uh, he's the, he's the no brainer. So we take Dylan Scott and Dylan, we have the pleasure of having you on our team and the pleasure of you having even more chips on your shoulder because you lasted this long. Dylan doesn't struggle. He does not struggle to find motivation. <laughs> to nope. train. And he will call you out on camera for it at the end of a race. He's he talks that it. talk. Maybe he's the only one talking that talk, other than Hunter. So,
2: yeah. Welcome aboard. Yeah, Dylan well, ain't stepping off the course like some people on here.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I got two. I got two athletes like that.
2: <clears throat> Who's
3: your second?
0: Well, Makita did that last year at. Uh, I just wanted to hear uh, you say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He, uh, he has done it before, which you know I don't always blame athletes. Uh, for someone it. brought it up on the live stream. That's that's all. That's all.
3: I felt so bad every time for Kate Magida, because she's on the live stream, and people just like to rip on Dave on these streams. <laughs> <Like> he, <laughs> he's played the heel role intentionally with Hunter to get himself into a race, mm-hmm. and as a result, like she's reaping what he sowed. <laughs> I feel so bad for her because it's not yeah. her fault.
0: No, the 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 hunter mafia is as it out for McGee. Oh, for sure. yes, yeah, like on the live stream, they're like, he's kicking his rope into the other person's lane. Which well, he was. Like, everybody does that, though. But everyone does. That's everyone list. just She's moves it do. one over, and that's what happens. And, but- just, and it's like not a problem. It's like if you move yours out of the way. it Just if Hunter did it, shit. they'd be like,
3: such an alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Dave does it. They're like, how dare he? He's he's exactly who we thought he was.
1: Do you blame NBC on why David's reputation is what it is with some people after that, like elbow to Glenn race. And then same thing with the Spartan ultimate team challenge. They made him like the, what was it? Hollywood Megita or something. They had some ridiculous moniker for him. And
3: people have forgotten about all that. Yeah. Dave has intentionally made every single move he's made. Yeah. And it's worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're talking about him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He that whole lead up. He had, he was calling everyone under the sun, trashing Hunter, trying to get in, trying to get in. He decided to have a viral marketing campaign against Hunter just to raise, just like the the, the stakes of everything, and it worked. So, I mean, this is what you get, right? Colby Covington had a bit of this. Eventually, Mazvidal walked up him on this on the street outside of a restaurant and dropped him. <laughs> like this, this is the downside of running your mouth is that other people will follow you into your regular life with. Like you got into the race. It doesn't end there. It follows you on. So Maguida mm-hmm. has, he has the hunter mafia against him. And he I brought it I'm in saying. that race though. That was the
0: thing. He was, wasn't allowed in that race because again, influencers. And he's like, this is stupid. I should be in this race. And then got second. So yeah, mm-hmm, proved his point. Did a good job. We're, we've run long. We don't need to recap this. We'll make sure we are uh, keeping you updated on how it goes. So every time there's a high rock accident, we have we'll, we'll follow our team and be able to kind of assert the times in there. So I'm like I'm 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 happy we did this. I think it'll be fun. Any any last comments? Because I think we got a roll. It's pretty it's a long one. We should all do a high uh,
2: range this
1: year. Including
2: Kurt. I think football. we I think we do. Yeah, I think we gotta come up with something for our uh oh, we gotta make a mid season pivot with a pick. We gotta earn it. So I agree. Yep.
3: I'll be honest, I didn't want to do this today.
2: I had a good time. Nice. Why would you want to do this, Bracken?
3: I just didn't you know like the idea. About? You got to speak up. I'm no bad ideas in brainstorming. We're just kicking it around. I talked about it with Matt yesterday. I'm not a good judge of what other people are going to like always, and just because I don't want to do something doesn't mean I'm not going to have a good time with it once it starts. So I've learned not to speak up when I, in those Wait, situations.
1: We'll headphones, Bracken. You weren't
3: a fan of those. No, I thought they were dumb, and they're great.
1: They're
3: Anyways, good. when you said we should do a hierarchy draft, I thought that's dumb, which means it's probably going to be good. So I'm not going to say anything.
0: We need the feedback. We need to be open. No offense to be taken. What if we could have done something better? This is going to be good
1: though, but it could be something better. Yeah. We're going to hold a drawing pretty soon for, for Patreon. What's that? Oh yeah. We're going to hold a drawing pretty soon. So we will our patrons be on the lookout for that pretty soon. For sure. And if you're not a current patron
0: and you like what we're doing here, you can take a look at the link in the show notes. If you would wish to support this, help us grow, help us keep this thing afloat. We appreciate you guys next week. Uh, i think we need to game plan something i don't think we have much yet what we got on the running public
3: we have on friday a guy who just gave it to kirk at a local trail race and is a monster on the roads and today
2: four and a half on
3: us yeah 64 and a half
2: that's pretty good
3: And then today we talked about approaching the start of the off season, how to rebuild, how to assess, how to move forward, kind of shamelessly plug that that's what we're doing in the training peaks group right now. Uh, Broke down. How do you, how do you reassess and look forward and make sure that you're better next year than this year?
0: It kind of is the end of OCR season for most athletes.
3: And if it's not, it's time to start thinking about it so that when the season ends, you're not like, uh, what should I do?
0: Right. Maybe you have one more event or something fun like a trifecta or an ultra or something you just want to kind of do. Um, yeah.
3: Unless it's world's toughest, you already know how your season's gone. Mm-hmm. Those right. are the only people still waiting or a fall marathon who don't really know what their season has, what their training has done for them. Everyone else, even if you have one more race left, you already know mm-hmm. how you've improved or, or not.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the title interviews be interesting because he's uh, it's one of those guys still chasing the dream. Like 212 in the marathon, 64 in the half. Like, what is it like to chase the dream in your mid-20s, like at a high level running, but like unsupported Did you run for that,
0: the the club in Minnesota?
2: We're going to find all that out.
0: Oh, you don't even know. There's a kid from my high school who's out there named Tyler Abert. Have you come across mm-hmm. him? Mm-mm. He was like a sub four guy who ran at Penn State. Um, and I think he's out in that, for that club team in Minnesota. Mm. Yeah, they got some good runners. I don't know yeah. why you'd move to Minnesota if, to, be, to pursue a running career, though. That seems rough.
3: Beautiful Heath, here. Heath, Heath ran out of there, I believe. They've always had a, a bunch they have of good runners. Squad. Yeah, but yeah, they can do to, it.
0: But, but to not be from Minnesota and then move to Minnesota, no offense.
3: Although I will die on this hill that if I'm training for a marathon, I want to do it in the winter. I don't want to be down in Florida training for a marathon. Right. Give me but some fall and winter Midwest running to
0: just get gritty. I, I, yeah, I, I guess so. If you want to have a terrible time, that's not a bad idea.
3: What about you, Rich? What do you got?
0: I had Dave, one David Megita on the podcast, and we went about as long as this. It was a really fun, fun, good conversation. Not exactly sure what I got coming up this, this weekend here, but we'll figure it out. Dave I'll can
3: give it. me a run for the money and doesn't mind talking department. <laughs> yep. Yes. You're guaranteed to get two hours.
0: <laughs> Hands down. He's like, all right, I got to go. I got to go see the baby. I was like, okay, good. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that'll do it for us. Thanks for... Listening as always, we appreciate you guys so much. So we'll be talking about High Rocks throughout the season now that we have a dynasty draft in place. So that's it for us. We'll talk to you later.